Podcast, podcast, podcast. We cast it down the push. That was some hardcore bass right there, buddy. It was, it was slap bass too. You know, I was playing it up here like you're supposed to. I like it. That was, bass that was some straight Red Hot Chili Pepper style. Yeah, uh, I was I was thinking it more of oh, what's, what's that fucking movie? It's the Paul Rudd and Jason Segel movie. Uh, best friends, man's best yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah, where he's trying to get somebody for his man's wedding. He's friend. like, I'm slapping the bass. <laughs> slapping the bass, man. So happy was it Sunday? Happy Sunday, hey guys. What's up? What's going what's on? What's going How on, you guys? I forgot we were recording. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I have been recording. I was just so, doing I was in my own world, man. It is what it is. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the reason for the season. And it's spooky. It's spooky like season my here. Arm. Like my arm is spooky. Damn, your arm is spooky. Yeah, it's Halloween, so I got my started my sleeve a couple last year. I'm clean. My, my Halloween sleeve. I'm all, I'm all clean, but if you're watching us on YouTube, you know what's going on right now. You can see that we are showing off our tattoos, or in my case, lack thereof, to just show how much we love spooky season. And, yeah. uh, well, that, yeah. that's, that's the reason why we're here today, is our second in a series of WCW Halloween Havoc watch-alongs. I'm glad my idea caught fire and we, you've decided to do this. This is awesome, dude. I It's the kind of thing where... I, I, I just I, I I make the time for it. Screw it. It's so you're much like fun. I don't have time for that shit. And then like after the first one, you're like, "This is a good idea. I think I can make time for this." I was like, yeah. "Here's the problem. I I don't have time for it." But oh, I know. It's, it's too good of an idea. I had so much fun when we did '96, and we're back around for for our second of uh, of the the viewer picks when it comes to the poll that we put up. We have 1992 is the reason why we're here today, and we already have our third week poll up right now, and you can you can go on Twitter. Uh, if you don't already follow us, follow us at BodySlam underscore pod. But mm-hmm. the uh, the Twitter right now has the, the poll running for week three, and I believe the options as it stands are uh, 1998, 2000, and 1989, and 1990. So the first two and two of the last two. Yeah. When it comes to the, the Halloween Havoc series are what's uh, available right well, now. Yeah, you got two out of the last four, and I got the first two because I picked 89 and 90. Those are the first two. And then nine, 2099 and 98 were the last three, yeah, because there wasn't okay. a 91 or 2001. So, yeah, you got you – got, we're there, yeah. We almost got the last three, the last two years in there. And 99 the, of those are – we didn't vote that one. That was one last poll, right? That was in the last poll, yeah. 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 But it, it might come back around because, like I said, we're doing we're doing this weekly, and we're we're here for the the watch along. In in two mm-hmm. of four, week three's poll is up, and there's still a fourth one to be TBD or TDB if you're Michael Scott, but or TBA because we haven't announced it either. So it's whatever you want to do acronym wise. That's true. Whatever your old deal is, we'll do it. But I'm looking forward to this one, man. Like this is uh, this, this is cool. the first. 
of the spin the wheel make the deals right spin that wheel we gonna make that deal and we got there there's so many and we'll we'll get into it when the when the show starts but there are so many awesome options on that spin the wheel make a deal there's so many really cool matches that are possibilities the winner is Probably the least the interesting worst of all stipulation of the, match of all time. We'll announce it as it comes on, but it's uh, it's pretty anticlimactic. But the the match itself mm. and the two competitors in that match are worth it in and of itself because it is Jake the Snake Roberts versus Sting. Yeah, that's fun, man. I remember this as a kid, like vividly vividly yeah. remember this match yeah this whole pay-per-view and the lead up to it so this is awesome i mean we have that we can run down the whole card let's do it quick run it down once again just like last week the dark match is something that i would have really liked to see in retrospect it's a tag match we have diamond dallas page and a young kevin nash going by Vinny vegas and they're going up against eric watson van hammer yeah, uh, I don't know many people that have ever been like, man, I really wish I could have seen that Van Hammer match. But, you know, you were the first. So congratulations for taking that title. I mean, I want to see that DDP match, and I want to see that young This Kevin is Nash like match. a young DDP in the ring, but he's still 35 or 36 at this point in his life. Right. But, yeah, this is like early Diamond Dallas Page wrestling. Yeah, but, like, you see DDP in 2020, and he looks the same, so – the guy refuses to age. So what's age to DDP anyway? Am I right? Oh God, he talked so much. They they, they were laughing at me that day at uh, DDP Yoga in in Chicago last year. Oh. <laughs> Sweating out like thirty five drinks the next morning at nine a.m. Yeah, well, I wasn't that? Out, I tapped out real quick. That was like right around your birthday too, right? No, no, it was uh, Starcast and all out last year. So it was uh, that Labor Day. We were Labor Day weekend. Okay, I got. So you. I was in Chicago for that, but mm. yeah, I got shitty drunk all night. I went to the <laughs> Black Label Pro Show the night before at twelve thirty at night or eleven thirty at night, whatever night it was. Like a late night show, and it ended until like three in the morning. Right. I didn't get back home until like to the apartment until like four o'clock, where I was staying. Just wasted. His uh, and DDP yoga started at eight or nine a.m. So I was like. <laughs> I was like, this will be a good idea. This will be a good networking idea. I'll go in there. I'll meet DDP. Mm-hmm. Not happening. I was sweating. I was like, I don't want to puke on your mat, homie. I'm out of here. Talk about talk about a networking <laughs> chance. Like, like networking Dude, potential going wrong. Spins. I was still drunk. I was like, oh, my God. This is, this is going to be terrible before it gets good. I got to get out of here. The worst part of it is he probably remembers you, too, as like that guy. Hey, I'm sure he's like, look at young Jake the Snake over here sweating and puking on my yoga mat. Anyway, we didn't even get onto the official match card before we already got distracted. <laughs> yeah, I tell stories. I'm a storyteller. That might be my one for the night. No, I have a Jake Roberts story. I was going to work into the main event tonight, Ooh. which I will save. And it's a it's a doozy. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I'll get another chance to tie a Jake Roberts story into a pay per view, so I might. Might just have to get over with tonight. That we'll see. You'll do we'll what you gotta do. Is. Well, the card itself starts off with a six-man tag. We have Johnny Gunn, Shane Douglas, and your boy, the Z-Man. Mm. Going up, going I told up. that story already. Fuck the Z-Man. Didn't I tell that yeah, story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, the, he is not a fan of the podcast, mm. and we are not but a fan of him. Yeah, you know why he's not a fan? Because he's dead. You can't be a fan of the podcast when you're dead, my man. 
I forgot out there. All right. Well, now look. Now I'm the schmuck that's forgetting he's dead. So, whoopsie. No, I think I think everybody forgot he's dead. Let's. They're going up against Arn Anderson. I'm so mad about Z Man. He just ruined my night. Did you see that? But tone went from being all playful and happy to being like, we were that Z Man. We were both we were both kind of pissed off before we came on the show. I just honestly got salty and angry as shit. The Z Man. I got Z Man buried here in the figures behind all my. He's my least favorite among as, as a child. I love that you have him. <laughs> I had him as a kid, and then he tried to bang my mom, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck Z-Man. But, and like, you still pinned. have him. He got pinned by everybody, yeah. Fuck Z-Man. Anyway, next. What are we talking about? Can you hear me, or am I on mute right oh, now? Oh, I can hear you. I got okay. you. I was just busy cursing the Z-Man out for being a douchebag. So, anyway, they're going up against Arn Anderson, beautiful Bobby, Oh, you know, Beautiful Bobby taught me the Alabama Jam. Really? Yeah, when I went to wrestling school for like three months. He came in as a trainer, man. That's how I met Chase and Cash. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. Bobby, Bobby Heaton, Alabama we, Jam. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let, me get you, let me get you from telling another story before. Let me get through this That's match. That's it. I finished Let me at story. least get through this match. All right, good, because there's one more competitor, and it's Michael P.S. Hayes. So my Michael Hayes comes. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I don't have a P.S. Hayes. Uh, story, but I do have a Doc Hendricks story, so I'm gonna tell you. Let me get to that one. Yeah, let me get to that one for 20 minutes. Yeah, Uh, but after that, it kind of is just, just all kinds of awesome. We have a a singles match. We have flying Brian Pillman against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, which I mean, I'm really excited for that. This is heel Pillman too. This is right when he turned bad guy. Yeah. Uh, The the next match on the card, I think, is probably the one that you and I have the most emotional investment in because it's the WCW United States heavyweight title match and it's no DQ. You have this man tattooed on your leg, Big Van Vader, the champion, going up against one of my personal favorites, the first man I ever interviewed along with the Koloff dynasty, Mr. Nikita Koloff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one, man. That's fun. I always liked Nikita as a kid. I, uh, I like heel Nikita better than babyface Nikita because okay. like Russians are supposed to be bad guys back in the eighties and nineties. But this is post uh, cold war fallout. So he's a good guy now. Yeah, man. Come on. Everybody love everybody. Get with the times. International love. Can't be hating on all the, all the, all the Russians. <laughs> Look, you're just like, you're stuck in 1980s kayfabe era. <laughs> <laughs> You know that the Russians USS- are evil, <laughs> Japanese are evil. That's how wrestling is supposed to be, right? You're supposed to – those are your bad guys. Remember the Kaintai shirt? It just said Japanese – it just says Japanese are evil or Japan is evil or whatever on the back of the Kaintai shirt. No, I don't remember that oh, one. Oh, yeah, dude. It was something like that. I, I used to – I want the original Kaintai shirt because it said something like that on the back because, like, that's the thing. is like we're Japanese, so we're evil or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. wild. I wonder if they kept that on the market for a while, or like that's why you haven't seen it because it. They, I don't. I think you haven't seen anything because they're like, why? Who the fuck wants to buy a Kaintai shirt? <laughs> I mean, me I would and like you a- <laughs> and like a small percentage of people. But other than that, I don't. Like, I don't know if I'd wear that one, but I would wear a Kaintai. Oh, I would wear the shit out of that one. That'd be the only one I'd wear. I wouldn't wear the the politically correct version. It's all like, oh, we're gonna drop that part of the gimmick. You know what I would love? I want to find a Gilberg shirt. Uh, there is no such thing. 
Oh come you can on! Make one yourself. You can make one yourself, dude. Du- there's got to be a though. there's got to be a Dwayne Gill shirt. Dude, I don't even think Dwayne Gill sells Dwayne Gill shirts. We didn't see him at Starcade or Starcast last year. He was there and he was there full gear. He, didn't, he wasn't there hawking Gilbert shirts. Maybe that's because he's so well off that he doesn't need to. You're right. All that residual WWE Gilbert money is just still rolling in. Nowhere. They brought him back. They brought him back since then. Yeah, yeah. He's probably still resting on those laurels. You know, the last time that they brought back Gilberg, I'm pretty sure they put over the fact that he's like a high school football coach now or something. Mm-hmm. Well, they like talked a, about that. They talked about that, I think, at the panel we went to see, didn't we? Okay. Because they had all the – it was like the jobbers. It was like the jobber panel, remember? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Anyway, so next. Well, so we're – at this point, the NWA and WCW are very much tied together right now. Again, and, after they split. Right. Right, but a lot of that is tied into the storylines throughout the card, one of which mm-hmm. being the next match. We have the NWA slash WCW Unified Tag Team Title Match, and it is the champions, technically champions, Barry Windham and Dusty Rhodes going – oh, I'm sorry, Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes going mm-hmm. up against a very young, stone-cold – Stunning Steve Austin Williams. Stunning Steve Austin. And <laughs> my man, Dr. Death, Steve Williams, which I got my Dr. Death figure over there, but I'm not going to pull it out. Right. I was, you know what's funny? I was giving like a, a long pronunciation of Stone Cold's name, not realizing that I put Steve Williams' name in there because. I remember the, like, I think I talked about this last time we were, I tipped at this podcast. Um, Steve Can- Williams. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Steve Austin's real name is Steve Williams. So exactly. having him wrestle with Steve Williams is always funny to me. Now you mentioned Barry Windham. So as a child, I got creative with my wrestling figures, and some of them didn't quite <laughs> make make it through their original state. And one of those was my Barry Windham, who is now a DDP. Apparently. Really? Yeah. So this used to be Barry Windham, but then I guess like child age, nineteen ninety three or four, me turned this into a DDP figure. Actually, did a pretty good job with it. <laughs> yeah, I did. I'm kind of that one might make it over here as a custom job. Yeah. All right, but nobody else has that one. Custom so look, DDP figure. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, everybody in that match is going to be cool to see a young, uh, a young Gold Dust, a young Dustin Rhodes, and uh, he'd already been wrestling before. at this point. Dustin had already been a pro for five or six years, and so is Sunkold. Yeah, I know, but I think when you talk about them in most people's minds, their career has not happened yet. You know what I mean? Like nobody talks about Steve. I'm sorry. Nobody talks about stunning Steve Austin, unless they're talking about the prelude to stone cold. Nobody talks about the natural Dustin Rhodes, unless they're talking about a prelude to gold dust. Unless you're a fan of WCW like me, and you weren't really a WWE fanboy like I was that grew up on WCW, then you know these guys because this is your first exposure of them and not what you see now. Okay, that's fair. But mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, let's get, yeah, let's get anyway, next. We have the NWA World Heavyweight title match. Uh, With special uh, guest referee. Harley Race, yeah. one of the uh, one of the the people on my wall. If you're watching man. us on YouTube, but, Harley uh, Race, that's a he's a he's a good one, man. I wish I had gotten to meet him. I never did. No, but we have the uh, the champion. Maybe one day, the champion Masahiro Shono going up against Rick Rude with Medusa in his corner. That's gonna be a solid one. 
And I'm really looking forward. I remember this match. This was a good one. Yeah, this one's going to be awesome. This was when Rick Rude was on top of the world, man. This is when WCW is showing that he left WWF for a right reason because he was not happy with just being an intercontinental mid-card talent. And he uh, came to WCW because they were going to push him to the moon. And they did. And he was yeah. going to – I think – imagine what it would have been if he hadn't gotten hurt in Japan, wrestling sting. So so this is the one you're really looking forward to. Yeah, I love this match. This was a good match. I remember this one as a kid, dude. This was this is a good one. I'm really looking forward to the one we're about to talk about, the WCW World Heavyweight title match. And that's the champion, Ron Simmons, a young Farouk. Because you're – Gonna get we just made a trade, my boy. This this Farouk figure for my Stone Cold for that stunning Steve Austin my, uh, figure. Sorry, I shaved the hair off of his uh, Hollywood blondes. Yeah, like you said, I I, I did some uh, some work on my action figures too. So he had the long locks on this, but I, I shaved them off. So he's kind of like bald now. He looks a little angry. But for, for those that don't know, we worked out a, a figure trade, a swap of our old of our wrestling figures and. The first one was my 1997 Jacks Farouk for your uh, something, Stone Cold something. <laughs> you don't even care what you're getting. And you say for those who don't know as if anybody in the world would know about this besides the two yeah. of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, my dogs know. They were in here when this was discussed, but they don't care. They're as excited as I am. Anyway, um, anyway what we got next is the – oh No, dude, we haven't even gotten through the match. You keep getting distracted. It's the champion, Ron Simmons – Going up against the challenger, the Barbarian, with Cactus Jack in his corner. And this is right it. after Barbarian made the jump from WWF to WCW2. And they were like, hey, Barbarian's main event talent. And, right. and then we finally ended all with the main event that we talked about at the top of the card. But it's the main event of the evening. The spin the wheel, make a deal. We won't reveal what happens until the show. Jake the Snake Roberts versus Sting. And that, that brings us that brings us to where we're at right now, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Halloween Havoc WCW nineteen ninety two. We'll give you a few more seconds to bring it up if uh if yeah, you haven't go done to the so network. already. And go well, to in ring. You go you queue up your network, you go to in ring, then you go to WCW, and then you go to WCW pay per views. Go to the year nineteen ninety two, mm-hmm. right? And while you're doing On the that Halloween Havoc pay per view. Well, while you're doing that, we'll remind you once again to follow us on all of our social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter, which is where we're most active. You can follow the podcast, the Body Slam underscore pod. You can also follow the Big Kahuna, the network itself at Body Slam Net. You can also follow us individually at Dom underscore Malin, or you can follow Cass at C A S S H O O O L E. Of course, we're also on Facebook, and we're also on Instagram, if you'd like to find us there as well. And make sure that you vote for our next podcast, Watch Along, for Halloween Havoc Week 3 in our series of Watch Alongs. Guys, if you haven't already brought up the podcast, then it's your fault, because I've been talking for a while. So we're going to count it down now. If you have it up, make sure you cue it up so that we are all together, and we're going to count it down from five, four. Three, two, one, go! And we are off. Oh, I love these graphics. Gotta turn my volume down. 
Go for it. Dude, I love these old school graphics. It's, know, it's so, house is great. Ooh, it's so dated. It's so, it's so <laughs> spooky. It's so Jake's mustache. Deep. Jake's mustache makes me happy too. I love these spooky ghosts. Chono coming down the steps. Rick Rude coming in. Oh man, I wish that you know when when NXT brings this back, I hope that they do like very dated graphics like this. Philly, oh, we're, we're I totally stuff, forgot. Boy. Oh man, we're in Philly again, dude. You know it's funny as hell as the fireworks were going off on the TV. Somebody lit a firework outside, and I have the windows open, so I heard a firework, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I needed the TV there. I need to turn my TV down. Look at this. A very, very young Tony Schiavone with probably one of the greatest of all time, Bruno San Martino. Bruno's flexing that watch, too. Look at him. He's like, let me put this on the camera. Let me get my watch on the camera side. I love that this is in Philly. I love that Bruno is there on commentary. I love the fact that you guys chose to listen to us provide your commentary instead of a multi-time Hall of Famer like Bruno. Oh, they're talking about spinning the wheel now. So we get, right. these are the matches. All right, so we get a Texas bull rope, a spinner's choice, Russian chain match, a dog collar match, an I quit match, a bar bar match, a cage match, a lumberjacks with belts match, Prince of Darkness match, what the fuck, Texas death match, coal miners glove match, or a first blood match. Many good choices on there. Yeah, dude, a first blood match, a cage match, a uh, Russian chain match. They all sound so good. and so Whatever like, the fucking Prince of Darkness match is would have been better than what we landed on, which do we want to tell everybody what it is? No, we're going to wait to the big reveal of the actual spin to talk about what it actually is. Here we go. We got Cactus Jack out there in his Baja jacket from 1993. We got that. You can buy that at every gas station on the corner. Is that Ice Train? That was Ice Train making slams there of the Barbarian. Did you see that? Yeah. Remember when Ice Train teamed with Scott Norton? Nope. Fire and Ice? Dude, you have to remember, I don't watch old school WCW. I feel like I need to go back and just stop everything I'm doing in my life to binge watch WCW so that you and I can get more in sync when we do these watch-alongs. You see my man Brad Armstrong right there? Oh, you, you get, your family goes way back with Brad Armstrong, don't they? Yeah, man. My dad and Brad Armstrong are like best friends in elementary school. It's so yeah. funny that your like, roots in the wrestling industry predate your <laughs> actual like, career. Yeah, my, dad, my dad fucking hates wrestling. So it's even funnier than that to me. <laughs> Imagine it's if my like, dad had liked wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, what could have been? They couldn't keep you out of wrestling if they wanted to. My dad grew up across the street from Bullet Bob Armstrong. Brad, best friends with Brad Armstrong. He used to pick on Road Dog as a kid. They used to all did. You know what I mean? Little brother. You know, your little brother's going to get BB gun shot at him. That's what you do. And then my dad hated wrestling. So he's squandered that opportunity for me. I'm going to see if I can turn on the, the closed captioning without screwing anything up here. Good luck. Oh, 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 oh. Look, how much makeup is Tony wearing? Look at that. He doesn't even look like a human Got being. It. Yeah. I, well, I don't know if it's. Oh, that's makeup. Oh, bro. He's like look at this. A very young mm. Missy Hyatt. Goddamn, she would have caught it, bro. <laughs> she did catch it a bunch, too. I thought Stop. It, yeah. So like, oh, I'm not saying anything nobody doesn't know. She's, I had mentioned this to you before. I'm a little bit young for Missy Hyatt in her heyday, so I kind of miss when everybody was talking about how gorgeous she always was and how much of like a, like a, just how hot she was. Look at, oh, it's Jesse the Body and Jr. Damn, just the stacked commentary. But anyway, talking about Missy Hyatt, 
I uh, feel like I missed the boat on her, but damn, she looked pretty, pretty, pretty. Dude, she was she was the business good. in nineteen ninety three, man. Yeah, I love that. Was that like a genie outfit she had on? Yeah. Jesse the yeah. body's got a uh, got a cool outfit going too with his uh, with his mask until he took it off. It like yeah, a and a weird skull mask. Like, a skull. It's like a skull mask and a weird like I don't even know what cape. He's got a cape. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jim Ross is fully decked out in his best Halloween costume, which is a green pocket square. <laughs> That's the best he can do. Look at this, man. Look at all these implements that can be used for the main event. We got the Russian bull or the bullwhip. We got the Russian chain. We got barbed wire. There was a barbed wire match. So many different amazing options that we can choose from. And all that has to happen is the wheel needs to just avoid probably one, maybe two spots. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> I can't but, believe I can't believe that they even allowed that to be a stipulate. This uh, I wonder what it. the Prince of Darkness match is. Like I'm sure they explained it somewhere along the way, or maybe they would have explained it once it happened because like you're like, oh, what's a coal miners glove match? That sounds cool. It's not. What's a Prince of Darkness match? That kind of sounds cool. I think it's kind of like the Super Brawl 1993 as well. Next year, like shortly after this, we do the White Castle of Fear match. Yeah. Sting and Vader. Do you know what that match is? I assume it's whoever eats the most White Castle in under 30 yeah, minutes. That would be cool. But no, it was a leather strap match. So, like, why not just call it a leather strap match? But, All right. But here, look. We got the first, uh, first event of the evening coming out. And, dude – Michael Hayes looks completely different from the way he looks in my mind. Because, again, my earliest recollection of, of wrestling memories live is probably like 96, 95. Dude, 96. you missed the Freebirds then. Like, the Freebirds were oh, rock and roll yeah. and wrestling. No, completely. I mean, I missed that whole era. Anything that I know, I watch on repeat. Nobody or, came out to rock to music and entrance music and rock and roll until the Freebirds, really. Right. And I know all that now. But I just want to – just make comment on the fact because it's this is 1992 and this is God, there's a lot of mullet in that ring already holy shit we but, got beautiful bobby's got a sweet mullet you know four years later he looks so different in wwf at the time you know oh my god meanwhile it's coming to the ring holy shit dude meanwhile arn anderson looks exactly the same in 1985 or 2020 I mean, I can't remember. We looked this up. Arn Anderson's like thirty something right now, but he looks like he's in his late forties. Right, dude. Look at all this mullet, dude. Shane Douglas got that bleach blonde. Yeah. This is right after he was a dynamic dude. This is when he was a surfer and a skateboarder for WWE, so he still got that look. Mm -hmm. Johnny Gunn is that not? Uh, dude, he ended up in WWF as Salvatore Sincere, right? Oh, is that who that is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sal Sincere. I remember that. The the one memory I have of Sal Sincere is when he uh he drop kicked uh Mark Miro out of the ring when he And was we're not gonna talk about that son of a bitch piece of shit in the orange trunks. <laughs> XYZ man? The go fuck yourself man, yeah. <laughs> but no, Arn Anderson out there looking looking like everybody's like old uncle, but he's really like my age now. If not younger than me, shit still. But he looks – dude, he's so bald. I know. It's – you know, it's kind of sad to think he's that bald like, that young. Before I had the internet, like when the internet wasn't a thing, you, I had no idea how old Arn Anderson was here. But I thought he was like the oldest in this match. Right. And he's by far not. 
That's got to suck to lose your hair like that, that young. I mean, maybe not for Arn because he's probably still doing pretty well. Oh, it sucks. Stuff. Trust me. I'm getting there, dude. It sucks. My shit's running away from me. I got a buddy who is one of my best friends, and luckily for him, he's already married. He's got a great wife. But if he didn't, like, he lo- he had such an awesome head of hair, and he lost it so young. He was basically bald by the time we were out of college. Or I got one of those. I got friends like that. Man, this is the right at the end of Michael Hayes' run, too. That's what I mean. It's so wild to think that here he still – looks and is can move so well but you give him another three or four years down the line and he's in wwf where they're basically writing him off as a manager yeah he doesn't wrestle after he gets hurt i think sometime this year and i think that's it well he still wrestles with the hardy boys in 99 they put him in a lot of six-man tag matches when they're feuding with the brood because he when the hardy boys manager, started though. he, he was, was but they they had him in matches and pay-per-views and stuff uh, more than once, because that's where I'm at in the, the chronological watching of the Attitude Era where I'm at. Yeah. And like June, July, he started out managing, but they had, as they got deeper and deeper into that feud with the Brood, they had on Raw a few times, or at least him getting involved. But there was look at, a... Look at Bobby Eaton go against this little motherfucker. Sorry not to cut you off, but... No, nah, we should be talking about the match in the ring. I was just watching Bobby Eaton and that mullet just zoom around those ropes, but... We don't want to talk about do you remember, what's going do you on right now. The, do you yeah, PSA is getting in there, baby. Show what's so up. So Bobby Eaton, we did Body Slam was a sponsor of that beautiful Bobby Eaton tribute show last December. Oh, cool. I'm a big Bobby Eaton fan and supporter. We raised some money for him. It was a nice night. He wasn't even sick. We just did it just to be nice, do something nice for Bobby because he's such a nice person in the business. That's pretty sweet. It was great, too, because he doesn't have any social media or Twitter or anything like that or the internet. So – Okay. The whole thing was like, don't tell Bobby was the hashtag. And everybody was. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Bobby had no idea. He thought he was showing up to do an autograph signing. And we had like a cake and a pile of money for him. And just like everybody was there. And it was a big. That's awesome. Yeah. He cried. It was awesome. Yeah. Because how often do you hear something like that where like the fans. Everybody does something when they're sick. You know what I mean? Like when it's too late for him to enjoy it. But this was a thing. We wanted to do it while he can still enjoy it. While it's like he can appreciate what we're, what we're doing and saying. And it's not just like, you know. And He's also, sick and needs money. It's just like here. But, but like, and also keep the secret. You yeah. know what I mean? So that everybody, everybody, everybody kept it too. Right. Cause when I went to WrestleCade too, we were getting uh, people to film stuff for us. And we were so worried that like people were going to tell him cause Bobby Eaton was at WrestleCade also. Right. And everybody knew, but everybody was kept like kayfabe it and kept it a secret. And nobody told him like he went the entire like huge convention and nobody ruined it for him. That's beautiful because you would assume that all the Some people, asshole is going to say something. You, know? you, would, you would assume that – yeah, exactly. You would assume that all of the actual wrestlers and people in the industry would be well enough to do that. But wrestling fans are the kind of people where, like, there would be at least one person in a crowd that big that would get off on being the buy, the person to ruin it, you know? So uh, it's yeah, awesome to hear like, that. Can't wait to go to your tribute show, huh? You know, none of that happened. Right. Yeah, it was great, man. We got Enzo Sinison, something about him that night too. Freddie recorded it at WrestleCade. It was awesome, man. Bobby's awesome, dude. He's such a – he should be – if he's not in the Hall of Fame, like, I don't understand why. Look at people getting up for, for those tosses. I mean, that was supposed to be like a an acrobatic maneuver, maneuver but I'm not trying to hate on that the era in the ring because I'm really looking forward to a lot of what's going to happen. But people – like you watch Shawn Michaels just a few 
years from now, the way he gets up and gets so high off of those like, back body drops. The, yeah, this was about the start of high spotting. You know what I mean? Like that era, because you got two gold Scorpio coming in, doing all your flippy shit. You had uh, Muda doing the moonsaults and stuff, and now Vader's starting to do moonsaults. So now it's like starting to be like height and high yeah. drop kicks and doing stuff off the top starting to be more that, that's your this is right when that was starting to become a thing i think right i love that that logo in the background oh excuse me this was before they didn't really set do a set for this one really did they like the one we watched last time where they had the all the oh look who's in the front see hat man there he is right here in the front right in the middle it's ecw straw hat guy and hawaiian shirt guy right in the middle front row you see him we say straw hat and hawaiian shirt yeah, the guy said every. Uh, yeah, right yeah, there. yeah. He's yeah, old. He's an older guy. Yeah, he's right there in the middle, right above uh, his no, head. He's, he's not that old. Pointing. He's That's the guy. He's the guy at every ECW show in the front row. Really? Is he wearing the same gimmick? Yeah, he wears like a Hawaiian shirt, open in that hat. But he's at every show in that seat in Philadelphia at every ECW arena show, every fucking ECW pay per view. <laughs> uh, that's within driving range. He's usually there too. You but, know, there's there's still people like that now. If you go to any show that's at, the, he was at every Philly. WCW, WWF show too, right, right there in that seat. Boom. That guy right there. And his buddy sitting next to him is usually there. There's usually some other guys that you would spot from the ECW crowd. Because Eastern Championship Wrestling is about to take off right there. It's still going at this point, I think. I wonder if uh, – I wonder if at that – because back then, to sit in the same seat for all of those events, you probably just know somebody who works at the venue. And you just go to the venue and camp out. Uh, yeah, you could do that too. But to get to every single venue in the same exact chair like that, that's got to be. Ticketmaster. It's Ticketmaster. You go to the Ticketmaster box office right when they open. Be the first one in line. Pick your seat. That's what I mean, though. To do that that continuously and get that repeatedly, like. It's probably easier to do it back then than it is to do it now. Because you don't even get to pick your seat now. Back then, the only way they did it was phone or, like, box office. And usually, box office opened before, ticket sales to the box office opened before they would on phone. Yeah. Maybe like phone sales start at noon, but box office opens at 8 a.m. So right. you get like four hours of sales at the box office or something before you could go to buy them on the phone. Right. So like all you had to do is like if you're in Philly, just go to the Ticketmaster at the arena or like wherever, you know, Blockbuster movies or whatever music store in the mall sold tickets. And you could just camp out and be right there at 8 o'clock when they open and boom, I want this seat front row, middle hard camp side. And that's what that guy did. And he, he can't – to get those at ECW, he did the same thing. Like, they he waited out front to buy tickets to the point to where once he was known, they just, like – he got to buy that seat ahead of time. You know what I mean? You're preferred. Like, kind of like how WWE does it now, where it's like they offer tickets to those people that are always at the front. You know, those people get to buy them. They get first chance at tickets. Right. Yeah. So. Man, Shane Douglas, he was one of those guys that – I always wonder what his career could have been if he just got along with people back yeah. in the day in the locker room, you know? It seemed like so many different promotions were like, all right, we're going to, despite everything, give throw, you know, all the dice behind you. Well, I mean, he just didn't, he didn't get along with like Ric Flair, I think. He didn't get along with Shawn Michaels, you know? So there's like, he had people he didn't get along with in both companies. But he was, man. 
He was good. It's totally different him here than he was in ECW too, because he still had like some wheels under him. Right. He hadn't had knee injuries yet. He hadn't blown his arm out. I miss the spectrum, man, where this is taking place right now. Yeah, this is where the Sixers used to play. This is where Rocky took like the movie took place too, because they fought in this venue. I went to the last sporting event there, and I went to one of the last concerts there. So the last sporting event there was minor league. Uh, Philadelphia Phantoms hockey. And I went there. We were sat in the very top of the arena in the very last row with some of my buddies from high school. And stupidly, we thought that because it was the last sporting event that it was going to be the last event. And a few of us were able to pull off like the section marker, like the big section marker for section 409 all the way up top. And we got it all the way down the stadium as we were leaving the game and all the way like 10 feet from the door. And my buddy who's holding it comes up against this like very, very elderly small guy who's like, like separated by all these people. And he just sees the sign and doesn't even try to move. And he goes, you can't leave with that. And my buddy, I was like, all right, run. And he was just like, uh, I can't. And just handed it to him. I was like, oh, what are you doing? I was pretty bummed about it. But I felt better that we didn't take it after the fact until – I went back later that year for one of the first actual last events was uh, a four night series of Pearl Jam concerts that was closing down oh, the spectrum. Shit. Yeah, it was the, the, the final four nights. Anything was happening at the spectrum and then it was getting demolished. I went to the first of those four nights and I looked up and the section marker, the four and nine section marker hadn't been put back there. So like that, that security guard took it and then probably just, ended up staying in a room somewhere. I was yeah. I was like, damn, man, if you just bolted, that would have been so cool because it was huge too. It wasn't like a small guy. It was like a real big one. But it would have been so easy to just bolt. But again, yeah. that was in my, my juvenile delinquency heyday. Michael Hayes looking at – he's got that dad bod rocking right here. It looks like he got evicted from Bad Street at this point. He doesn't live in that address anymore, you know? I don't know, man. I feel like, like a lot of alimony happened and he can't afford his place on bad street anymore. And he had to move to a, like a, you know, an apartment somewhere. It's funny though. Cause I feel like he's still, wait a minute. Wait. what does happen? <laughs> was it like, <laughs> that was a weird quick, like everybody yeah. pins, everybody finish. Hey, you remember when apparently, the Z man was in WWF? No, I don't. But apparently there was a pin there somewhere. There was two pins. I think they both. I think Salvatore Sincere and Shane Douglas made the pin each on a different guy right there. Let's watch the replay. Uh, yeah. All right. So we got Sal Sincere, Johnny Gunn, generic name number two, with the Luthez press for the pin. Really? That's it. And he hooks the leg like he's. That's that's the pin. Okay. Whoa. And Shane Douglas just threw the belly to belly and goes for the pin too, but gets kicked in the face for his effort. You see that? Don't worry about it. We got Missy High. Here we go. That's all that matters. (laughs) I mean, I guess it can only go up from here, right? I wasn't listening to you. I was staring at her chest. Is that Trump? That's Harley Race, but it looks like Trump. (laughs) Harley Trump. Harley Race is about to – Vader's about to yell at her, I think. Oh, yeah. If I remember this correctly, Vader yells at her. Who the hell would leave her? Oh, my goodness gracious. That's Vader doesn't have time for rats, bro. <laughs> he doesn't. 
We're back with the man. Back then the man Vader himself. Like, no pain. No pain. No pain. That was Vader back then. Yeah, no but pain. whatever. We got Bruno San Martino on the screen. Fine Italian American. A fine product of the Philadelphia area. That watch just be gleaming off that screen, too. Look at that thing. I mean, he's not a product of the Philadelphia area, but he's basically an honorary son, I think. Is he not? No, I think he was actually born in, like, or not born, but, like, came over and was was raised in, like, upstate New York. Let me look it up. That's Do we have two? Uh, yeah, we got two entrances. We got the heel curtain and the, and the uh, face curtain, it looks like. Doesn't it? Yeah. But either either way, it's it's pretty modest. You know what I mean? It's not like a real big to-do. I, I know what you mean. I like the one that they had, which was also in Philly. Uh, and I think it was at the Civic Center, which I'm pretty sure nah, – no, nah, the Civic Center was the Spectrum. Um, so it was in the exact same venue. They could have done the Big Pumpkin. I wish they did. They hadn't, they just hadn't put money into their setups and uh, like – stage and their their entry setups yet basically right oh you know what it wasn't upstate new york it was pittsburgh i'm sorry i knew he wasn't from philly but he was from like not too far from philly he was born in italy but came over young and was raised in pittsburgh so. gotcha this is what flying brian ricky steam this is ricky right after ricky came back too pretty ricky ricky because he showed up uh at a Clash of Champions where remember those big like dragon masks that you could buy from Spencer's yeah. gifts? Yeah, he came and showed him one of those and like a, a cloak and made the uh, like his return. I think he was like Dustin Rhodes tag team partner. Dude, I'm so excited for this match. I'm so excited for a lot of matches on this card, but I think this one's gonna be a good one. This was a fun one. It it was Brian any Brian Pillman match is good. One fall with a 20-minute time limit. Did Ricky Steamboat come in from the right-hand side? Because Pillman came from the left. I was looking down, looking at that broom, uh, where Bruno was from when he came to the ring. He was already in the ring when I noticed. Gotcha. Oh, I think that guy in his shirt wearing the WBF shirt or tank top right there. Right there in the corner, right behind where they're at. He's wearing the guy in the tank top, the black tank top and the glasses. It's a World Bodybuilding Federation tank top. I'll keep an eye for it. Uh, the black right one? Right in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah with the yeah. glasses and the gold <laughs> chain. He's trying to get signed. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he was one of the people that got six figures for that. At the same time, they're cutting wrestlers and not being able to pay their salaries because they're not making as much money. I mean, yeah. it's a different venture, but like at the same time, like, come on, man. Speaking you of – pay a guy six figures to lift weights? That, uh, that reminds me, though, the, the placement – that you just talked about. Did you notice on SmackDown this past week how they were basically placing well not basically, they literally placed like Charlotte and Ric Flair and Stone Cold and a lot of legends in the Thunderdome in sp- like strategic places? Uh-huh. Do they do they put them in? I didn't notice that. Yeah. And I forget wasn't it you that was telling me that they uh they got caught yeah. like replaying some girls video? Yeah, Jesse, this chick on Twitter that um, we know, or we know, I met her in Starcast or whatever. Yeah, like she was, she'd been on a previous Thunderdome, uh, but she was watching AEW and they put her in the Capital Wrestling Center crowd, and she was like, "That's old footage of me. I'm watching." And she like showed herself watching it, not wearing that. Is like she's on the screen and was like flipping the phone back, like, "There I am, but here I am, not doing right. that." 
So I think that's funny. <laughs> God, there's more mullet, man. Brian Pillman doing that mullet. I want one of those old school Halloween Havoc posters. God, Randy Anderson's got the mullet, dude. You see how much mullet is flying around? There's been nothing but mullets in these matches. You are obsessed with the mullet, man. You like It's like no matter how often you see it, you still never get over it as if it's not a common hairstyle it's of the a era. beautiful fucking thing, man. I'm going to be honest with you. You're probably going to see more mullet before the night's through. Oh, yeah. yeah. Steve, Dr. Death Williams is on the card, my man. Jake the Snake Roberts is on the card. Yeah. Rick Rude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who who's whose mullet is more fierce? Rick, Rick Rude might have gotten rid of his by this point, but his mustache makes up for it because his mustache is strong. Yeah, his it's mustache like a- would his mustache would fuck your mother. Like <laughs> Z-Man should have talked to his mustache and taken notes. <laughs> it is a fierce mustache, dude. It commands respect. We make a little update. Little update. Fourth inning at the Braves uh, Dodgers game seven. Is that what the whistle was for? No, the Braves are up now three to two. Uh, We just did a little bit. We knocked out the pitcher, whoever was pitching for him. You knocked him out? Well, like they knocked him out. They took him out of the game because he's got three runs in the fourth inning. Oh, man. Brian Pillman's – these are the trunks, man, that I always – every time he didn't wear these, I was always confused. Like, because I can – in some of the 89 and 90 matches, he would be wearing, like, solid colors, like when he right. tagged with Z-Man and shit. And I was like, just wear your Cincinnati Bengals tights because everybody knows you played football for the Bengals. Right. I always forget that, man, that he played ball for the Bengals. Oh, Jim Ross has probably told us five times right now. Right. Special teams captain, by the way. University of Miami of Ohio. I'm sure Jim Ross has told us that. When, uh, what was his position in, uh, like obviously with special teams, but would they have a nose tackle like Rudy or something? I think, wasn't he? Yeah. That's pretty cool. I think he was like a lineman. Let me check. That's sweet because, like you said, he's not that tall. He's what, like 6'1? If even that. If even that. You know, it's funny. I was watching today on, uh, the, the pregame for NFL. They were talking about, uh, Aaron Donald. And just how he's like the best lineman in the league at six one, and yeah, coming with six foot. Yeah, right. Um, and and they're always looking for linemen that are like six eight, six nine. But then you see Donald just like destroy everybody every single week. And he's a he's six one, and talking about how it's more of an advantage for him because he can get underneath. Exactly, it's easier leverage. to get under. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was so, uh, defensive tackle. Uh, he was a Division One AA second team All American his junior year and a Division One AA All American his senior year. Went undrafted in the '84 draft. Joined his hometown Bengals as a free agent, where he won the Ed Block Courage Award. Really? Mm-hmm. And later he played for the Canadian Football League for the Calgary Stampeders in '86. Yeah. See, I knew that he, he played in the played CFL. He played for the Bills in 85 in preseason, but that was his, he was the last player cut before the start of the season. Weak. That sucks. Well, you know what? If he didn't get cut, he might have stayed in football. We probably never would have seen him in the NFL or in, in the, in the uh, wrestling 
so Pillman in college played, I told you, at the University of Miami of Ohio, right. you know, who his college roommate was. Let me think about this. Would it be a wrestler or a football player? Football player. Um, and he would have been there in the mid-'80s, right? Uh, he was the 84 draft, so early 80s. 84 draft. Uh, I don't know. Who? John Harbaugh. Really? Yeah. No, Nike. <laughs> Brian Pillman rooming with John Harbaugh on the college. We're going up to the top here. We're going to get a superplex from the second row. Nope. Steamboat's blocked it. Dude, we should try to get John Harbaugh on in an interview. I've tried to get Gary Barnage on. <laughs> Knew who Gary Barnage is? Uh, no. Oh, nice. Tight end. NFL it. tight end that played for the uh, Panthers for a while, played for the Browns for a while. Okay. Wait, wait, who'd you football. say? What's Gary, his name? Barn- Gary Barnage. Oh, okay. He does that. He yeah, does yeah, that yeah. podcast with D'Angelo Williams. I mean, I remember my extent of knowing him is he was a player in Madden. Yeah, he was good there for the that year for the Browns. Right. Uh, he was good with the Panthers. Too. He played at Louisville. Him and D'Angelo Williams every year used to do a WrestleMania like uh, scavenger hunt kind of contest where like they put out at, like. You had to take pictures of you doing something or with something, like a bunch of different things. Right. And if everybody that did it uh, got entered into the pool and then they picked a winner and they bought you and flew you out to WrestleMania and you sat with them front row. Dude, that's awesome. But the only like requirement was that the day before they take you shopping and you have to wear whatever the fuck they dress you up in. Fine. <laughs> yeah, you sit front row with D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. But uh, I used to help him push that little contest a lot and Gary used to do our like podcast he's done interviews on podcasts before so I sent him a message the other day a text and was like hey brother he was sitting front row at one of the um I think it was the January 1st uh dynamite in Jacksonville he was like front row for that and I was there and I was in the back like or not in the back but like second level like the 100 200 section yeah uh-huh. I was looking at him popping up on the camera, and I text him, like, hey, are you front row? <laughs> He's like, you know it, man. I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm up, like, at the top, <laughs> like, right behind you. Yeah. Uh, so this is spelling out. You think uh, Pel- uh, Pelman's going to go up? Here we go. This is what I was looking forward to with some high spot. I feel like you're a second ahead of me here, too, because Steamboat just threw a punch for me. He just did for, for me. Steamboat so, cut him off. And, yeah. and, I'll and tell you, Pelman he went hits, off. Now he just hit. I am a second ahead of you. That's all right. Hold on. Let me see if I can fix this. I am on my time don't, stamp. Don't do anything. Don't do anything. I'm just going to pause it for a quick second. And my then... time stamp is 30, 52, 53, 54. No, I'm, I'm right where you're at. 57, 58. Yeah. No, I'm right where you're at. 60. All right, yes, yeah, so I'm 30. <laughs> to check time stamps for everybody, even us, I am at 3106, 10, 11. So. Oh, 12, oh, 13. Oh, 14. Yeah, so we're good. It's da It's da Man. Ricky Steamboat was such a good worker. His title run in 89 was awesome. His push towards it and, hey, look who just joined the party. Oh, what's up, little kitty? If you're watching yeah. us on YouTube, you're getting to see Cass's little itty-bitty kitty from the titty committee. My old man Tyson. He's a cool cat. So cute. He's about to show you the business end. Don't do it. Don't do you know it. We're a family like show. We're you know a family what cats show. Like to do. 
Don't let there him do you it. There go. Oh, oh, what a terrible kitty. That's a big, that's a big kitty. I should name him Butthole. You know why? No. Why? Right here. <laughs> Look. Right there. That's why. Because uh, of his butthole. Nice. <laughs> Clever. Nice setup. Yeah. Here we go. Pillman off the rope. Off the second oh. rope. Oh, oh, got him. I thought he was going to catch him. but still Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. I wonder if that was the, right, uh, the goal there. Nice. I'm going to get you out of here, buddy. All right. Uh, Oh, backbreaker. God, that looked like that fucking hurry. That wasn't even a backbreaker. That was like a rib breaker. I wonder if uh, Steamboat was trying to catch him off that to set up the backbreaker. I think so, but then he... Uh-oh. Oh, no. Sunset Close. flip. One, two. Uh-oh, Pillman with the... Then we're going to do the flip. Yep, there we go. That was a little sweet. A little, oh! A little sweet. Oh, Steamboat catching? Yeah, Steamboat with the, with the sneaky win. We're going to see some shenanigans, some post-match Pillman's mad shenanigans. About it. Pillman's going to attack him. He better attack him. I'd be mad, too. Revenge! Pillman better attack. Pillman's not going to attack the referee instead, then. Do something. Oh, look at that sunset flip. You thought that was going to be it. That was a big move. That was a big move in the 90s, a sunset flip off the top at the beginning. Yeah. That was like some wrestler's finishing move. Look, that, look how sloppy that almost was. Good thing Pillman saved it for him. Did you see that? I wonder if that was supposed to happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was the finish. Pillman oh! Did, like, oh! Look who's Masa on the Jonah. screen. My man, play a play. I'm Teddy Long doing interviews. Holla, right? holla. Yeah. I he's wonder if not, someone's going to go one-on-one with the Undertaker player. You remember when he was the manager of Doom? I did not until – which one were we watching? We might have only been watching – was it 89? You were watching it by yourself. Yeah. Well, I think I had it on when I was talking to you. Yeah. But, yeah, he Teddy, Teddy Long managed Ron Simmons and Bush Reed at Doom. and But their original manager was woman. Really? Yeah, and Teddy Long was managing the skyscrapers. Because, see, I remember watching, like, a bunch of things where Teddy Long was with the skyscrapers, but – I don't remember ever seeing woman managing Doom. You promise. How long, how long was that? Oh, no, I believe you. Uh, probably six months. Like, in late 89, beginning of 90, they swapped. Uh, okay. Like I said, any any recollection I have of that early in WCW is just Flash stuff because it was either before I was born or when I was too young to really be following chronologically. So, a lot of it is kind of just – I wonder who the guy is behind Masahiro Chono. I feel like we should know who both of those are. The I think one, the guy on the right is Kinsuki Sasaki. The the very tallest, the tall one in the center, standing up in the mm-hmm. suit, looks so familiar. It looks like somebody. Who's I like think a that's famous. the guy. I think that's the guy that's like the the president of uh, New Japan at the time. Okay. Because here's feel, Bill Watts, who's like the president of WCW or whatever. They're the guy that just like got the book or whatever. That's supposed to be running shop. The cowboy. Yeah. I was watching. That's why Eric Watts was getting a push. You ever see the the rise and fall of WCW? Uh, yeah, I got that DVD. Okay, I was just watching it on the network a while back, and they were talking about Bill Watts being like the first, or like the the all the wrestlers liked him at first because he came in, he was a wrestler, and then everybody ended up hating him because he was just like super hard on everybody. Like, didn't they take the mats away during the Watts era? 
Uh, yeah, they took the – but then they also, like, outlawed coming off the top rope. Right. And made – throwing people over the top, like – it was always a disqualification, but I think they did something with that, too. Yeah. And he was like <laughs> – and all, all the wrestlers went from, like, loving him to hating him, <laughs> thinking that he was going to be, like a, like, a boy's boy. And the booking was terrible, and there was a lot of stuff backstage going on with Bill Watts, I think. I've listened to, like uh, – Bischoff talk about it because Bischoff was here during this. He's a big fan of the show, big friend of the <laughs> network. We should get him on soon. We should. Let's put in a call to Conrad, Uncle Eric. Man, look at Tony. Speaking of Conrad and Tony and Eric, there's Tony right there. Dude, look how much makeup he's wearing though. For real though. You're not wrong, but I'll tell you, dude. The spotlights don't do you any favors if you're not wearing it. Mm-hmm. But if you're wearing too much, it definitely like makes you look like a wax sculpture. They spot. Like, look at the suck. color of Tony. Look at the color of Tony's hand compared to his face. It is. It's that's what I mean. It's real hard to look good on a spotlight. If Tony wasn't wearing makeup, his whole hand would look like, or his whole face would look like he's hand. It would just be gray as hell. It look like good. he's dead. I mean, your skin is what is your skin is, my man. But when you think about it, that's how much makeup he needs. Because look at look what at his hand. What the fuck did they just give Bill Watts five minutes of mic time for? Like, how important could that conversation have been? Like, that's why is- I think that the the Pillman match was not supposed no, to end that way. That was the finish. That was the finish. Well, then why 100%. else did why else did Cowboy get five minutes to talk? Because they were talking about the there it is. they were talking Cowboy! about. The- the world title match. Or Playing the in match. at 120 kilos, Nikita Koloff. Look at that, baby. Oh, he's Bringing promoting world peace. Yes, he is. And I'll tell you what, Nikita Koloff is a friend of the network, a friend of the podcast, and you can follow his new podcast that he has. It's uh, – uh, very Christian based. He's a he's a born again Christian, and it's mm-hmm. all about him just living life with a Christian foundation. It's called the Man yeah. Up Podcast. You can, that's available on all major platforms. You can also check our recent interview with with uh, Nikita and the Koloff Dynasty. My what, favorite. Where's the mustache? Here. He got rid of it. Does he still have the, uh, no, the long hair? A, oh, no, look no. at this generic ass Rick Rude. But, oh, look who he's coming out with. He's coming out with Vader, though. He's got the muscle. Anyway, I'm mad at Rick Rude because he interrupted my uh, my putover of the Koloff dynasty. That's all right. Nikita will ask you that if you if you hang around with him long enough, he'll invite you to church with you the next time. I'll go to church with Nikita. Oh, your boy. Your boy, Big Van Vader, weighing no in at 450 pounds from the uh, Rocky Mountains. No pain. Dude, I can't wait for this match. Oh, it's going to be a swarping. Look at these Philly. Look at all that Philly trash. <laughs> There's a bunch of people I wouldn't want to hang out with that it is show. I don't blame you. I don't I want to hang out with myself either. Man, look at that guy, though, the ECW. Oh, wait. Ole's out. Why is Ole out? Is that who that is? That's Ole Anderson? Yeah. He's probably kicking Harley Race and Big Van Vader out, it looks like. No, he's kicking Rick Rude out because this is Big Van Vader versus Nikita Koloff, right? Yeah. Rick Rude's That's why I was, I was confused at first. I was like, hold on. Rick Rude isn't in this match. Rick Rude's just out because he's associated with Vader at this point. Right. 
I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. I forgot that Vader was a U.S. champ before they put the world title on him here in a couple months. I'm excited, dude. I'm excited for this, Nikita. Because Vader's got the world title uh, by Starcade. You know, Nikita almost was Ivan Drago in Rocky Four. Did he tell you that? Well, he was one of like three people that it was down to. It was down did he, to. Did he tell you that in the podcast? I'm not sure if it was in the. No, yeah, it was in the podcast. We we talked. Why did he transcribe that for us to make a fucking article out of? I'm pretty sure that it was. If not, no, then that wasn't in the transcription. Well, I'm sorry. I'll go back and redo it. How about that? Well, all the yeah. more reason why we should get Nikita back on. Well, and if it was in there, double check it and just send it back to me again because I don't remember. Sounds like somebody didn't listen to my interview of the Cole Dynasty. I did, but I was doing stuff at the same time. <laughs> it's fine. It's all right. I know you don't listen to my my stuff. I know. I know yeah, you're not I a do. fan. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I just, if I'm doing stuff during the day, it's like on whilst I'm doing shit. Hey, look, man, it's fine. Ooh, I get it. Ear hold him. I don't need you to like me, but damn it, you will respect me as your podcast predictions champion. Vader's got I, some real tiny nipples. Hey, I'm bringing on the the title, man. The the three hundred and nine. Huh, say what you will, but the real the real goal, my man. What's that? Where'd you get that? I won this. Where'd you get that? T- titles are us. Uh, no, this is the FTW predictions title. That's great. Hold it upside down. Where? Uh, so that's the that's the FTW title. Uh, or the wait, no, the hold on, if FYT title. The fuck your title. title. <laughs> that. <laughs> the that's your title title. The FYT title, the fuck your title title. I wanna F you, FYT. I'm gonna F you T. Ooh, Vader just about took fucking Nikita's head off. So wait, what are you the champion of? I'm the champion of life, bitch. What are I'm you the, the champion of? I'm the for, champion for of Dicton Wrestling. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. This is the this is the life title, baby. <laughs> I'm the champion of that thing that we've been putting on the line. Yeah, whatever. Do I get a chance at your life title? Yeah, when you can uh, figure out how to challenge for it, let me know. You're the champ. You got to tell me. Don't you dictate how how the challenge goes down? If I'm the challenger, I don't set the challenge. In a fucking face-to-face death match. It doesn't look like there's mats on the ground now. So when you were like, hey, didn't he get rid of the mats? My eyes seem like it tells us yes. My eyes are telling me yes. So wait, uh, uh, back to this title. How do I challenge for this title? I got to come down and face you and kill you? Uh, You've got to stay on topic a lot better than I do. So good luck with that. I I feel like that's not hard, but I feel like your challenge is to basically just get me to stop asking you how to take your title off of you. You can't take this title off me. That's the problem. Yeah, but you can't. You can't slurk away from me because I'm t- I'm coming for all the gold. You know, this is three hundred and ninety nine thousand dollars of gold on my shoulder right now, and I put it on the line every pay per view. Which actually, by the way, we have uh, Hell in a Cell coming up, and we really need to talk about who we're going to have on as our uh, as our guest host for that third chair and challenger. We can figure that out. Right now, we need to talk about how Big Van Vader is going to kick Nikita Cole's fucking ass. Wait, nah. damn it! Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, better get, that looked like get a, the shoulders down. That looked like Vader's a, shoulders down, son. Vader's like, no. Oh, but then Vader sells count. that crossbody great, though. Yeah, this round sucks. It wasn't a slow count. It was Vader didn't get his shoulders down, so Nick Patrick ain't going to count. Ah, uh, okay. Is that Vader's Nick Patrick? Not, yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude, so you need to backpedal your shit talking up a second. The man, Nick Patrick, in the ring. Yeah, there are definitely no uh, no mats down right now. That's mm-hmm. wild. So when they're stealing that Polly Dangerously gimmick, because Eastern Championship Wrestling is already doing that in Philly. Look at this schmuck wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey in Philly. 86 what are you doing? in 1993. Would that be Heinz Ward? Or was he 87? Nah, I don't think. Well, Heinz Ward was 86, but I don't think that would have been. I don't think he goes back that far. Uh, I think so. Heinz Ward was probably drafted in 92 or 93. Really? Yeah. I'm going to Google that while you're watching wrestling. Yeah, do that. Because I'm enjoying this match. Yeah. Oh, uh, Vader with the chair. Vader just hit Nikita with the chair, and he hit him with the, the legs of the chair as opposed to the way you normally see it happen. So I don't really know if that's better or worse. Yeah, I was really wrong, so I'm going to back that up. Yeah, man. When was he drafted? Like 97, 98? 98. Yeah. yeah. I just remember watching him in college. I thought he played with Eric Zier, though. I guess he did. I guess he played with Mike Bobo. <laughs> when you said Bobo, it reminded me of Bo Jackson. And I got into a, a great conversation with somebody in line at the uh, at the bakery on Saturday when I was going out there. Oh, home. God, Vader put his head down when oh! Peter was doing the shoulder tackle, and he caught that one in the head. Basically just uh, had a nice little moment with this older guy who was wearing a Bo Jackson jersey. I said, oh, nice jersey. He turned around and goes, thanks. I got most people these days, they don't know about Bo. And he just started cracking up laughing. Nice. <laughs> Then we got into like a five-minute conversation about college football. Who knows? Oh, God damn. That Vader clothesline was always fucking serious because he kind of like popped up and jumped into you when he did it. I think the fact that he's just so solid and the fact that he's standing still when he hits you, He's not moving himself. It's he kind of jumps up into you. You know, notice right. that. But he like jumps into it, but then he lands solid. And I think for whatever reason, that just makes it look so much more stiff than if somebody were to just keep running through it as they were delivering it. Didn't he you know? play for like the Rams? Um, Vader. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a did. real choke slam. Right? Is he had two hands all the way around his fucking throat? <laughs> I think that's the first choke slam I've ever actually seen. Dude, he was a third-round pick. I think he played for the Chargers, didn't he? I don't know if it was Rams, but he got second rib splash. Man, Vader, Vader can move like no other big man. No, you're right. It was the Rams. But yeah, he uh. He in the seventy-eight draft, man. He was the twenty-fourth pick of the third round, eightieth overall. Where did he play college? Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. Buffalo, I thought so. He's the second-team All-American in seventy-seven, and then drafted. How about me? I was definitely I was watching TV, not Google, and I was like, "Where did he play ball?" 
Buffalo College or College or Colorado Buffaloes. I knew that shit. Pulling these out of my brain. That's Forgive something it. I know that I'm, I know a bunch of shit like that. Like, hey, where do you play college ball? I can tell you. Between that and Heinz Ward, the person who wasn't researching and was watching wrestling ended up being the person who was right. <laughs> yeah. Man. Come on, Nikita, get out of this, buddy. No, nah, you're getting choked out. Nah, dude, he's got the power of Christ. Oh, he's going to hulk out of this, isn't he? Of course he is. Oh. Vader just needs to squeeze harder. That's what I would do. Yeah, speaking of intros, what do you think of using some Christian rock as our intro with uh, Kirk Franklin's revolution? I think we should not have this discussion. (laughs) All right, fine. I'll go back to the uh, my plan to just make a guitar riff. Yeah, uh, like I, if I voice my pins on that, we might lose a good chunk of our audience. Oh God, what was that? They're I, talking to each other because they're talking to their shoulders. Yeah. But that was a fuck up right there, man. Yeah. I think that one was Vader not knowing what Dakita was trying to do, and then just a total like. They're still talking. You can see. Oh yeah, they're still trying to figure out what they're dude. This might be Vader not wanting to do what Nikita wants him to do. Because that looked like that was a little bit. That suplex didn't look smooth, did it? Nah. Nikita's Nikita's doing his own version of a Hulk up right now, though. Yeah. Well, Vader was known for being like, like, kind of like the bully of WCW. I wonder if knocked him the fuck out, though, one time. In the back. Hogan did, you said? Paul Orndorff knocked him the fuck out. Paul Orndorff. Yeah. Right in, at uh, Bischoff's feet. He talked about that on 83 Weeks a couple weeks ago. Interesting. Come on, Nikita, get in there. He's going to throw that. Uh, Nikita can't get was, the big man off his feet. Yeah, Nikita was another one that was a uh, football standout, too. But he had a lot was of he? injuries. Yeah. They're all still talking, man. They, I think they've fucked this finish up to the point to where they don't know what they're going to do now. Doesn't matter because the way this happened, dude. Look at look at the way he just body slams him like effortlessly. It doesn't matter. Vader's gonna power bomb the shit out of him. It's gonna be one, two, three. Take it to the pay window, son. Pay window. Pay window. I don't know, man. Oh, I know. Pay window. We're about to go to it. Vader knows. Look at him. Vader's up. He's ready. Right. He's done with this shit. Just took yeah. him out of the ring. Get out of there. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, Philly. Team up. Tell him who's boss. Tell him. Tell him. Stay down, Vader. We don't like your. We don't like. We don't like. We don't like your bossy attitude. Little baseball update. Fourth inning. Bottom of the fourth. Two outs. Okay. Bases loaded. Dodgers got the bases loaded. But you said it's what five two. Uh, three to two. But the bases loaded uh, in the bottom of the. Bottom of the. Uh, bottom of the fourth. Braves up three to two. Bases loaded for the Dodgers, though. Max Muncie at the plate. Nikita's bad, dude. Nikita does not want this to end on a count out. I wonder if somebody's getting look at, look at the ECW the- guys oh. all into it here. Oh fuck, he hit that pull hard. I love ECW hat guy right there, dude. Dude, Nikita just attacked that turnbuckle. Yeah, he ate that pole, that post fucking hard, man. Maybe just waiting on him. Why do you slap hands with Nick Patrick? Was that I just know, right? maybe he's okay? Oh, that- maybe. Yeah, maybe. 
probably what it was. So, like, are you good? Can you get in here? Four. Yeah. Are you good? Five. I'm good, bitch. All right, good. Just checking. Six. <laughs> Hurry the fuck up. Seven. Uh, anyway. Ooh. I like WBF guy with his camera taking pictures. Man, Nikita, Nikita took a beating in this. Well, Vader beat the shut of everybody he worked with. No, no, no. But, I mean, just even the way that, like, you can tell Nikita does Uh-oh. everything. What did I say, son? Powerball and then pay window. Damn. Oh, rolled and folded him up, too. I know. So kinda, disrespectful. He kind of dropped up on his shoulder and then fucking folded him up like a dirty towel. Yeah. My boy Nikita, he will rise again, though. Damn, look at the traps on him, dude. He's look at those shoulders. Vader's a beast, man. Uh, this is though. this is ninety two. I'm pretty sure Nikita had a nice little run for himself in ninety three before he uh like retired from the ring. Oh, uh, he didn't win a belt, did he? I don't know if he had a belt, but he, he had a title run. I know that uh by the end of this year, but I think Starcade 92 was Vader versus somebody for the title, right? Because Super Brawl was February 93, and Sting and Vader were for the world title at that point. Right. But Nikita, like, right in the middle of his kind of hype as a solo act, he uh, he had to leave the ring just to take care of his wife, who was sick. Oh, we got the Battle Bowl, Lethal Lottery coming up, dude. That's what Starcade 93 is, or 92 is. Okay. It's the this where it's like the lethal lottery battle bowl thing so yeah we'll get we'll get yeah we we could do that i'd be down to uh to do a we get for that. we get vader ron simmons in the main event of that one i think okay but no with nikita i was saying like right in the midst of his hype he had to take himself out of television and kind of remove himself from the ring so is that you or jay in the back right there with the sting face paint on <laughs> that, that's got to be jay I would rather the, be the kid next to him. You with wearing the, the hat? Yeah, with the with the Kansas City Chiefs hat, dude. Looking I like, like the, looking I like, like a fucking vanillaized wannabe. <laughs> I like the Chiefs back then, though. I was a big, like you said. I don't know if this was before we started recording, but you were a big uh, Joe Montana fan, as was I. And then when they Marcus Allen, Joe Montana. But then when Steve Young took over, I was a big Steve Young fan too, and I was always a big Jerry Rice fan throughout all of it. So, man, look at Doctor Death. So, look, their Halloween Havoc set is this with a, pumpkin, a couple pumpkins and uh, some corn and some straw. That's yeah. their big setup, the interview area. This is more like yeah. a harvest festival. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have it's one of these like at this elementary school. They just borrowed this from the fucking local elementary school, like, <laughs> fall fling and just put, put that in there. Who's that guy on the left? He looks familiar. That's my man, Stunning Steve Austin. With well, let me tell you something. I kind of wish that I had the sound on so I could hear what he sounds like without the, the – raspy voice oh he still has a raspy twangy redneckin voice brother does he yeah just because he's the hollywood blonde stunning steve austin doesn't mean he sounds like he's from california he's still like yeah i i think this is right before they teamed up him and pillman okay because they didn't have anything for him because like 92 was dangerous alliance and that had just disbanded that's why rick reeves with vader now and because he's the dangerous alliance is done okay Look at the du- dude, Man, a young dude. Dustin Rhodes looks. That's so what you're much. looking at. He looks so much like. Well, all right, yeah, fair enough. But he looks so much like a mix of Dusty and Cody right there. 
more than he looks like himself now. Do you remember Barry Windham when he had his little WWF run there at the, after this? A little bit. The stalker. Wasn't he? Oh, right. You had told me about this. I completely forgot that that was Barry Windham, actually. He wore, like, camouflage. And, right. like, camouf- camouflage painted his face, and he was yeah. the stalker, Barry Windham. It's so ridiculous, man. WWF tights for stunning Steve though. Yeah. WWF has such a history of just giving like crappy gimmicks to people that had such a name behind themselves going into it. It's ridiculous. Well, Vince didn't like people to get over outside of the company. And he didn't really, he wanted to make every star. He didn't want to like bring in Ric Flair. An example, even though he brought in Ric Flair, he was no longer the nature boy. Right. Yeah. It was just Ric Flair in the beginning, like in the nineties, we did that run at Royal Rumble, like, cause Ric Flair always had nature boy on the back of his robes. And when he came to WWF, like to do that run with the Royal Rumble and Mr. Perfect and all that shit, you know, mm-hmm. it said Ric Flair on the back. So right. Vince made him get new robes. that said Ric Flair. I heard uh, Bruce Pritchard telling that story on a something to wrestle with. Yeah, I mean, look, there's and there's this always like, a, what the what the hell's a nature boy? You're Ric Flair. <laughs> there's always exceptions, but the history of so many examples that you could bring up it goes back so far. So the Dr. Death always title. Look at Doctor Death come fighting out of Nagoya, Japan. So this is uh, yeah, and stunning Steve Austin is from Hollywood, mm-hmm. Victoria, Texas, Hollywood, by the way. By way of Victoria, yeah. This is when he was still – I think he had just gotten divorced from Lady Blossom at this point. He didn't wear knee pads. Look at that shit. I know, right? How many times was Austin married? Uh, a few. He was married to his original valet. It was Lady Blossom, and they were married. And then... she, was a, she was a blonde as well, and I think she was from England. And she's the one that came up with the name Stone Cold. Oh, really? Yeah, because uh, he was sitting at home or whatever, and she said, uh, drink your tea before it gets stone cold. Yeah. And I thought it like, was Deborah that came up with that, because I remember saying No, it was the English wife. lady. It was the English lady. It was Lady Blossom at the time, because she was England. Right. I guess that yeah. explains why I was drinking tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I remember him saying that in an interview when he said my wife at the time. I just assumed that his wife at the time was Deborah. No, it was, so that was then. Now that I think about it, he hasn't divorced Lady Blossom yet, then, because that was '96, I guess, when that happened. So three more, four more years from now, then they get divorced when Deborah McMichael shows up, I guess, in WWF. Right. Because then they got married after Mongo. Your boy Mongo's ex-wife, Steve Austin, slid in on that. Oh my that, God! You're right, Mongo, dude. I always forget that Mongo McMichael is the that the was first. his wife. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I completely forget about that. Oh my God. That's goodness. like what wrestling's good for. It's like, hey, man, if you got a wife, don't bring her into the business because yeah. she's going to end up not your wife and married to some other wrestler soon. Like that's Mongo. just how that works. How can you leave Mongo? Probably pretty easily. We took half his money, I think, too. <laughs> Probably pretty easily. <laughs> <laughs> you we, need to bring fucking... back, we need to bring back Mongo Saturdays. Wait, wait, no, no, no. We gotta, we gotta make it a different Mongo day, Mondays, have, bitch. Yeah, it's gotta be Mongo Mondays because we have Scott Steiner Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And Wu Tang Wednesdays. 
dude, Dr. Death. I always liked Dr. Death, but at the same time, he was another one of those guys that's just like why squandered opportunity. Like Jim Ross, I think, was just the one that was so big on him, but he right. does just never get over other than Japan. Yeah. And I don't know why. I guess it's because he didn't have to like cut a promo. Right. In Japan, they didn't really have, I mean, like, they don't understand what the fuck he's saying. Maybe that's the gimmick. I don't know. I think the gimmick in Japan was that, like, he was just a real American. He was, like, a real badass American. He was a real football player. And all of his matches over there look super stiff. <laughs> but here in America, then you're just, you know what I mean? Like, how many people on the, how many people on this roster, on this card that we're watching today, played NFL football? You know what I mean? Talked about, we've already talked about three. Barry Windham played football. And, and we haven't even gotten through the card yet. There's more to come. Pillman, Barry Windham. Yeah, Pillman, Barry Windham, also Vader. Uh, I would venture to say Kevin Nash was basketball, so never mind. Um, but I mean, you know what Z-Man I mean? Z-Man probably played football, that little bitch. <laughs> but that, my, my point is it's a, he seems a lot less exotic and a lot less unique here in uh, America on American cards than he does in Japan. So it might be easier for somebody like that to get over there. Over there. Yeah, I mean, he works that style, too, that strong, like, mm-hmm. stiff, tight, beat-the-shit-of-you style that doesn't translate well to American, too, because Americans are soft. We are, we are soft. <laughs> we are soft people. You know, I was going to say that's racist, and then I forget. That, <laughs> that I'm Asian? Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to remember that you're Asian, dude. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Oh, I got the picture somewhere. I'm looking for oh, it's over there. Do you want to break it out? Nah, dude, you your baby pictures, you just... look Asian as hell. No, it's not my baby pictures. It's my family Siamese twin fit picture. I'm gonna... Oh, yeah. Show that off. It's over, somewhere. it's over here somewhere, I think. Man, so Dustin Rhodes kind of always had man boobs. It makes me feel better about myself. Same. So, my family. Talk about this, dude, because this is wild. So, for those that are watching on the YouTube... Actually, you know what? I, not not because I'm not interested, but since I know this story, I'm going to take this as an opportunity to fill up my iced tea. I'll be right back. Yeah. yeah I would do that during a Dustin Rhodes match, too. Um, but, yeah, this is... Uh, my. If you look on the YouTube, I have a picture of my great-great-great-grandfather and uncle, Ang and Chang. That's really their name. Uh, they were Siamese twins, and they were connected at the hip and shared a liver, part of a liver. They were super famous. They're in like Ripley's, believe it or not, and shit. They were like part of like the traveling show, like a circus kind of show, like freak show kind of gimmick back in the early two, early 1900s, late 1800s. So yeah, I'm allowed to make Asian remarks and jokes because I am as I am technically Asian. You wouldn't know it by looking at me, but there we go. Anyway, back to the match at hand. We got Steve Austin, Barry Windham in the ring and, I just really like the Steve Austin. I don't really understand the tights, though. I mean, they're cool and all, but they're a little weird. Referee Randy Anderson in the ring, too. He was a staple in WCW back then. I love this guy. So this whole pairing is weird. This is a weird time in WCW. They were just grouping people together, like, random for tag teams. Kind of like how WWE does that shit now, but... Like, Dustin Rhodes had a new tag partner every pay-per-view you fucking watch at this point, pretty much. And he's always going for the tag titles, it seems like. He'll be tagging with Shane Douglas or Ricky Steamboat probably by the next time we watch this. 
Yeah, and Steve Austin would be with Brian Pillman. They just randomly grouped them together. Barry Windham is about to go on his NWA world title run, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, they're about to split up this team. Hey, look who's at the crowd there. I'll have to point that out. I just saw my man Bill after there taking pictures. See him? Bill's a good guy. Bill's a friend of the show and a friend of mine. Met Bill knew many a time. Let him cut line and Starcast to get to the hotel. Cause his, he had a I'll tell that story with Dom to get back. That was a good one. Oh shit. Barry Wynnum was one of those guys that just never really had like I don't know why he never got he was big. I guess he just wouldn't really have the look. I don't know why. He never got over him. <coughs> Let's see. What can I look at now? Dustin Rose put so much bleach in his hair, it's like legit white. It's not even blonde. Like compare the two. Look at that. I think Dom got lost going to the bathroom or whatever he did. My man, look who came back. Sorry about that. That's all right. I was talking about Dustin Rhodes' bleach blonde hair at this point and how he put so much blonde in it that it's like shiny white compared to Steve Austin's blonde bleach blonde oh, hair. Oh, wow, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, Dustin definitely went a little heavy on the bleach because like his shit's electric white and Steve Austin's is nicely bleach blonde, but it's like fucking electric compared to the two. I guess that runs in the family, the way yeah. Cody does it. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Man, I was talking at... about Barry Windham. He's about to go on his world title run shortly after this. Oh, he wins, okay. He wins the NWA World Heavyweight title uh, shortly there, shortly after this in the, world t- in the tournament. And then uh, I think it's, the tournament culminated at Super Brawl 93, which is the one I was at in Asheville, which is like two pay-per-views after this. Mm-hmm. It's wild to see uh, to see Steve Austin bumping the way he is here because I mean that's not that's not the same the Steve Austin that we know in WWF after he's had so many injuries to his knees and then there was oh yeah this is like he could still go real good right here man it's cool to see him like get up and like like I said on those back body drops it's it seems so simple to to fans that don't know it or or really you know I pay attention to it but so hard just to do that and to see how high some of those wrestlers get is ridiculous. So to see Stone Cold doing that this early in his career is kind of cool. Fucking Barry Windham. I don't know. Barry Windham had a WWF run in the 80s and then came back to WCW and then just was... I don't know. I don't know why. Everybody talked about how he should have been a main eventer, but like it just didn't work. 93, it definitely didn't work. Right. I think uh, who took the title off? It was Muda versus Barry Windham, I think, for the title. And then Barry Windham won. And then Ric Flair, I think, takes it from Barry Windham. That was a nice, uh, nice vertical suplex there by Windham. Again, on Steve. Yeah. Steve Austin just getting up on it. <laughs> 
the irony isn't lost on me that Steve Austin changed his name from Steve Williams to Steve Austin just to be in a tag team with a guy named Steve Williams. Well, I mean, just, I mean Steve Williams was already a wrestling when Steve Austin came into wrestling. That was the reason. There was already Dr. Death was already a big name. Oh, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Dr. Death Steve Williams was already established before stunning Steve Austin, or Steve Austin could even wrestle, I think. Right. I think he had talked about it, too, like when he came up with that name, it was like Steve Austin was the million-dollar man or whatever, to the $6 million man or whatever the fuck he was, right? Mm-hmm. So. Larry, weird, true. Man. So have you played uh, Where's Bill After yet? I was thought I did it while you were gone. I'm sorry, did I play what? Have you been playing Where's Bill After or Spot Bill After? Oh, no, I haven't. I've, I I spotted him while you were gone. I don't know what he looks like. You got to point him out to me again. He looks the exact same in 1993 as he does in 2020. I don't know what he looks like in either era, so you got to point him out to me. Uh, he's still bald. He's got glasses. He's going to be taking pictures at the ringside, like around the ring. All right. Okay. You'll see him. Baptor's a good guy. Friend of the show. Yeah, I know you were telling me, and I uh, I would love to get him on an interview with because uh, now he's re- recently retired. So yeah, I think I think the last time I asked him because he's done it before, but the last time I asked him, he was like, "Yeah, sure." You have you read my book? You have to read my book first. So you, if you buy Bill Epper's book and read it, he'll talk. He'll interview you. That's fine. That's yeah. look. Whenever I do have free time to do leisure reading, one thing I love is wrestling biographies. So I think his would probably be a really oh, good his book is really read. good too. It's a really good book. Um, but yeah, no, Starcast in Vegas. Uh, after came running into the hotel, and we were standing in line waiting, and the person in front of me was Lita, I think. Was okay. Lita in front of me? Yeah, Lita was in front of me, and me and my guys that did the other podcast back in the years, the, the high spots guys were with me. We're waiting in line to get into the room or to get me a pillow because I was sleeping on the couch. Okay, actually, is what we were doing. Uh, get me pillows and blankets sent to the room because I was just rooming with them. And all of a sudden, after comes in and there's like five or six people behind us, and he like talks to Lita, and then like he looks at us, and he remembers me, and he talks to me for a second, and then he asks if he can cut line. I'm like, yeah, man. He goes, well, my wife needs. It's, it's kind of an emergency. He's like, my wife, uh, my wife needs to use the bathroom. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's fine, dude. He's like, you don't understand, man. It's gonna be real bad if she doesn't get to go to the bathroom. I'm never gonna hear the end of it because it's my fault that we're running late. I'm like, you know, it's fine. Just get. My buddy, just, trust me, I would not. I don't want you to get yelled at, man. We just right. get blankets, buddy. Just hop in. So yeah, like Bill After was. We saw all weekend long. He was always like, "Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy." Man, like, yeah, no problem, Bill. Dude, that's honestly that's one of the things that I love most about going to like big wrestling event weekends and posting up there is those little meetings and those little passing passing bys of. Yeah, that's how you different. really get to know these people too. Like these people right. start seeing you at these, they're like, "Hey, that's how that's how I like got to meet a lot of these guys." I started doing yeah. that last year. I was like, "Fucking, I'm going Ooh. to everyone now. I need to be a face." Did so, you see that, Steve? Uh, Doctor Death just had a what looked like a really stiff kick to the head on Wyndham before he tagged out. Good, probably a little receipt to that too. But yeah, man, to your point, that's, it's the coolest part of it. And it could be anybody too. It could be, like you said, Bill Apter, or it could be, uh, for, for me, I don't know if I was talking about it on air, but JJ Dillon at WrestleMania. Yeah. You mentioned that last time. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> little things like that. And or that ended up in being... Baltimore, like Shazza. When right. We sat and talked to Shazza in Baltimore when I was sitting there chatting it up and you didn't really want to jump in and interrupt. 
you sat and watched it at the bar, but you know, I mean, it was like that when I talked to her for like 45 minutes. I was nervous. I didn't want her to think that I was just like trying to jump in and be another, another dude that was just like honing in on her. Oh, dude, you know how like we met up at the bar is like, I started de- I tweeting her, DMing her being like, let's get a drink. And she's like, right. fuck yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> well now I'm like, now I'm just like super excited for the next time that we can have her on. Actually it brings me to, uh, We'll do it on the. We'll we'll discuss it on air. Hopefully, we can maybe get her on. We'll reach out to her see if she's available for Hell in a Cell. Maybe she could be our third, our third chair for that one. Yeah, dude. We need, or, and we can get probably we got the nut shot heard around the world. He'll, he'll be on any time we want as well. Trevor, he's yeah. so much more than that. I feel bad just constantly referring to him at that. It's not yet awesome a good weekend too. I watched I, that match. Yeah. I went back and watched it because I think Zello was on fight, so I got I, to watch it because it was on my fight account. Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't seen the whole match yet. You, you did uh, inform me about it, though. I'm looking forward to being able to watch it after we do this, actually. But I, I did hear uh, – yeah, Trevor spoiled it for me himself with the win. <laughs> yeah, he's like, wait till you see how I won. I'm like, oh, well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, never a doubt. <laughs> but, yeah, I I'm looking used, forward to I it. have a feeling – he uses a, something to shoot the guy in the nuts for the win. That's just my. So. That's just where I think he goes with this. But yeah, it's got to be this hard to keep a that long fucking tag match, dude. It's got to be hard to keep that gimmick going though. <laughs> like, imagine trying to work that out before a match. Like, all right, so at some point, I got to shoot you in the nuts. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not. No, I'm not doing that. Well, it's like how like people were like, wait, I got to put that sock that was been in your crotch in my mouth, right? Or like Joey Ryan, like I gotta put your dick, po- dick, dick, your dick lollipop in my mouth. Like, uh, I think I'd rather take the nuts than put a lollipop that was in Joey Ryan's dick area in my mouth. All right. Anywho, I love the old school WCW ring from this era, because, and I think it's just personal to me because one Christmas when I was little, my parents got me like one of those rings. Yeah. So it was always one of the rings that I would like always play with my figures in when I was real little. But something about the blue and the yellow, man, just I feel like I, I just always like that about WCW. Yeah, this was the blue, yellow, black WCW that I remember, man. This was they they ran this ring that still exists. This is still the WCW Saturday Night Ring. Is know, that through? Is that middle middle rope black? Yeah. Okay. Always was. Every now and then they would put it white, but that was very rare. Right. Was there a point where all three of the ropes were yellow, and the uh, and the uh, the ring itself was that same blue? No, it was always blue, black, yellow. Okay. Eventually, they made all the ropes black. <laughs> then eventually, they made them all red. And then eventually, they made them all blue. But they were all never blue. all yellow. Okay, maybe yeah. maybe that's blue what I'm is thunder. Of. Blue is just for thunder. And then they only made for thunder. Yeah. Okay. They yeah. still use this setup, but it was on dark Saturday blue. The, for thunder, it was like a dark blue, right? It was nah. always like a. That was light it blue. It was that same blue, yeah. Light blue and black. It was that Duke blue, that royal blue. I love that color combination for anything, though. Any any kind of blue and black, honestly. They they did still use this for Saturday night. They just put the ring like on that little Saturday night pedestal that would spin, and but it was the same the same apron and the same ring set up for that. Right. You're right, though. This match is getting a lot of time. We got to be going close to the end here, though. We're only got to be over twenty minutes for this fucking match. Well, they had, a, I think, a thirty-minute limit on this one. Yeah, but we've got to be going twenty already on this one, though. This has been a long one. This old, this <laughs> old, these old matches like this that just drag. They seem like they drag because it's a lot. Of, there was like five minutes of headlocks earlier. 
Right. Where everybody was, Dr. Death was blowed to fuck up and he had to headlock out. Dustin just did like such a, such a haphazard leap over. That's his, that's the leapfrog he always did where he just throws one leg over you. Yeah. It kind of like scoots off to the side. Like that's like his cowboy move that he did when he was the natural. I just did a cowboy scoot over you. I don't understand why that's (laughs) It doesn't look good. It never never does. It always looks like like to to shoot for that, though. His name is Dustin Rhodes. I don't know the words, so I'm just making it. I know that the one part, they call him the natural. It's on his knee pads if you didn't know he was a natural. Yes, I did know that. That's what they brought it back. When he now, for him in AEW, he goes by the natural. Yeah, but they don't have that awesome song they need to. Would they call him the natural? Come on, sing it with me. Where do you place his uh, his match with with uh, Cody? At? Dude, that match was fucking awesome. I was yeah, at dude. that. I was, was at the it, crowd. I was, was it double floor. or nothing? I was texting you during it. I was like, this might yeah, be one of my favorite matches Vegas, of all time. Vegas, double or nothing in Vegas. I was on the floor for that, bro. Like eight rows back or something. Like no, it was twenty rows back. That that honestly might be one of my favorite matches of all time. That match was probably his best. I, I would say that's probably my favorite Dustin Rhodes match of all time. Easily. The storytelling was good leading into it to where I was invested in the match and it was just Yeah, I think that was probably the best my favorite Dustin Rhodes match. Easily. I think it might be my favorite Cody match too. Uh yeah, I, I liked the Cody Ray Mysterio match at WrestleMania 27 that I saw because uh, Cody was in his hometown basically and he got the win over Ray at the pay per view. That was a good one too. Okay, that was when he had, had the 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 face protecting mask on because he had got his face broke and he was supposed to be ugly. And he, <laughs> remember that? He's like, "Don't look at my face." Right. It's hideous. <laughs> he had this mask on. And he would just headbutt people with it and get the win and shit. Yeah. But no, uh, I was. What is this move that Steve Austin's doing? He's just holding them up. I have no idea oh, what's going on wait. there. I was trying to figure it out. I don't. Did the fuck it. What? What? That was bad, Dustin. Yeah. I don't know I'm if that's on Dustin. Dustin. I'm blaming <laughs> Dustin on that one. I might have been just trying to do too much with too little there. Put my feet up on the on the four thousand dollar desk. Well, no, put your feet on my title that I'm coming for. Dude, this title is never going to leave this house. Slash studio. <laughs> Peeling back the curtain. But um, you have fun with your, with your uh, what was it, FYT? FYTT? Yeah, fuck your title, title. <laughs> Ooh, Dr. Death kicked him in the fucking chest real hard there. I've been trying to figure out Dr. Death's boots. Like, is, are they on fire at the bottom and the yellow is melting? Or is just the yellow is melting over the red like like Scott Hall? Good question. I don't know. But it kind of makes me want a McDonald's burger. <laughs> I can get behind that. Hey, you want me to order some McDonald's? Ship it out yeah, to you. DoorDash it to me. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, it's 1030. Nobody's running DoorDash. I'm not running DoorDash. I'm like the only guy that runs till 1030 when I used to do it, so... Like, I'm not doing it right now because I'm doing these shows, so obviously I can't go get myself food. Do you still do DoorDash? <laughs> I haven't been. I haven't done it much in the last two weeks. I've been too busy making this fucking site run smooth. I was going to say, I thought you, I'm surprised that you still even bother at this point now that you're big time. Uh, I haven't because it's been like the only times that I've been able to get on, like, in rotation for to drive is when I need to be doing 
website stuff. Right. And then like, like I can't do it now. You know, like fuck that. But when I'm like ready to do it, it's like, sorry, you're full schedule it for later. So you got to schedule it. I didn't realize it. Well, because they're only allows so many drivers per area based on how many, how busy they are. You know what I'm saying? Because huh. if you have too many people on and not enough orders coming in, then like you don't have enough orders to go around to everybody. You know what I mean? It's not worth your time to even be signed on. So if it's not super busy, then only so many people can go on. Then is the busier it gets, the more they'll allow spots for people to sign on. Right. So it tells you to check back for it to being later or whatever. So. What about which is good for, because you know, I mean, but you can schedule ahead. Like if you want to work every day, you just schedule in advance. Right. That way, it books you a slot. But for people like me, they just try to pop on whenever. If they're you know not busy enough, and there's too many people already sign on doing it, it just tells you you know there's not a spot for you. I guess that makes sense. But didn't you say before that they don't have Uber Eats in your area? I don't think we have anybody that does Uber. Uh, okay. Here in my town. See, that's what I mean. Like, why wouldn't they just – well, whatever. Let's get back to the action in the ring. Uh, that's <laughs> telling you, it's one of these matches where it's like, these guys are still going. Yeah. I, You know what? I think I answered my whole life. I wonder why Dr. Death never really got over in America. This is it. But <laughs> we're just like, oh, this Dr. Death match is still going on. How many times is he going to headlock him and hit him in the back? It's like we tried to get yeah. him over in America, but we put him in the card in Halloween Havoc '92, and everybody said it was a flop, so we didn't even bother. <laughs> but I mean, doc, I was talking earlier, like Doctor Death has the same situation here that W that Dustin Rhodes has in WCW this time period, where it's like, I swear to God, every other pay per view you turn it on, they both are in tag team matches with different tag team partners for the tag team titles. Right. So it's like they can't keep a partner with them. Something happens, and their partner team dissolves and then it's like all right restart it with a new guy yeah i think you're gonna have uh like i said barry Windham's gonna have his world title run so dustin Rose is gonna be teaming with steamboat i think next or shane douglas one of the two right and i'm okay. pretty sure dr death gets terry gordy or um fuck somebody else that i was really surprised i was like really they're a tag team but either way, it just speaks to your point. It's like it's you know plug and play tag teams at this point. Very WWE album, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, Steve Austin just did the Dustin Rose scoop slam. Ran oh, over Randy tried Anderson. To hit, tried to hit the people's elbow. Ran over <laughs> Randy Anderson. Tried to hit the people's elbow. Exactly. <laughs> Poor Pee Wee. Pee Wee Anderson is in the way, my man. He had to get out of there. Oh, small package is going to be the win. No, nope. I was going to be really mad if that's how that win happens. I would have been okay with it. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's just, I think it's yellow melting over the red instead of fire coming up. Yeah. Just it's kind of one of those, like, do you see a rabbit or do you see two dudes fucking or whatever that, like, you know what I mean? Whatever that thing is. A Rorschach test? Yeah, or is it, is it like two ducks with their heads away or is it two dudes blowing each other or whatever the fucking thing you that see? a weird-ass Rorschach test were you taking? <laughs> Not a Rorschach thing. You know, it's like something where it's like if you look at one thing, it's like two duck heads in reverse or if you look at the other one, it's like two. It's like a guy and a girl fucking or something crazy like that. But I like Look up what a Rorschach funny. Look up, look up I know what a Rorschach fucking test is. That's so what how I'm is, talking about. How is this not a Rorschach test? Because I'm talking about two images that it's like it, it's an image. You see one thing, it can either be like one thing or another. It's like you either see 
it's a duck or a rabbit or it's like a something else. It's like a perverted image. Yeah, that's what I thought a Rorschach test was. A Rorschach test is just an ink blot where it's just like you just put ink on a paper, smear it together, and open it up, and like, what do you see? Uh, okay. That's so a these are, test. So these are two separate things. I, I, these are two okay. separate things. That's what I was gotcha. trying to say. It's just like it's something where it's like somebody made a, an image that's like if you look at if you see this, then you know you see people share it on Facebook all the time. Like, oh, if you don't see, you know, a rabbit with an eye, then you're perverted, and everybody else sees like a naked chick. You know, it's like I then once you see like, oh shit, I see it now, and you can't see the other thing after you see it. This is one of those things. God, this match is still fucking going on, dude. I was going to say, I'm just getting more and more confused about this the more you try to explain it to me. But I apologize for not uh, not knowing it, and it, you know, what I was talking about. All I know is this match is still going on. And I'm, I'm having a feeling right now that we can't go on the top rope. I haven't seen anybody go off the top rope yet. I've seen him get to the top and then go off the second. No, you're right. That's, that's a rule at this point. You can't go off the top rope. I think they've – in implemented that no off the top rope rule so yeah. everybody's doing their move off the second rope right. but ricky steamboat went off the top for his move, sunset flip didn't he it's the kind of thing where i think if the ref's not looking it's like using a foreign object like you can do yeah, it but you just gotta be quick about it i think ricky steamboat went off the top and he's not a cheater so i think maybe they don't have that rule yet i don't know we'll have to he's look not the cheater he's savvy no ricky never cheated ricky was one of those guys that was never a bad guy ever he doesn't know how to be a baby. Or how to be anything but a baby face. Whatever, you don't Look at this cheat. dirty you shit. I'm going to Charlie Horseshoe. Oh. What a shithead move. He punched him. He just thigh punched him like eight times. It was Charlie Horseshoe's shit out on him. Look at him trying to throw them dad elbows. Man, Cody got a little bit of that dusty, dusty voice, didn't he? Got a little bit of that lift, baby. <laughs> Cody got a little bit of that lift, baby. You know what I'm saying? That death road. Did uh, was it you? The garden, or... baby. The god. We are we are do Hogan at the garden, baby. Was it you or somebody else that told me that he's like kind of sensitive about his lisp? Who death road? Cody. Uh, I think Cody's a little sensitive about it. But was it you who told me that? Uh, probably not, because I'm. But if I did, I don't remember telling you. Okay. I don't know for sure. I would be sensitive about my lisp. Oh, Huey Anderson's on the floor. A... <sighs> this match is still going on. Nate Patrick's out there to make sure Pee-wee's okay. Dr. Death just takes the fucking head off Barry Windham. Here we go. This could be Steve it right Austin. here. One. There it is. Two. Three. Over with a clothesline finished. Oh, is this a – Wait. What the hell is going on here? Is this a 30-minute Iron Man match? I guess oh, wait, no, so. we're just letting everybody know. No, no, no. No, no, no. There's just a 30 minute time limit. Referee Nick An- Pee Wee Anderson's like, no, 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 no. You can't. I'm the referee, and you just kick Nick Patrick out. So that finish didn't count, is all that happened there. Okay. We're just doing some crazy WCW finish here where he's like, no, I'm the official. You're, you don't, whatever. That was a one. A two. Lot. That was a whole lot of technical stuff going on in a very I short bet if period we were of time. Listening, I bet if we were listening to Tony Schiavone, he would have kept us on point with that. Or maybe I mean, Jesse Ventura would have gotten us even more off topic. I have the uh, I, I have the JR closed captions Jesse. going on. I have the closed captions going on, and I'm watching and listening along, and it still seemed like a is lot it, going is on. It J, it's JR and Jesse doing commentary, and Tony's doing interviews right now, though, right? Right. Yeah. So we're getting all 30 minutes of this fucking match. And we're probably not going to get a winner, too. 
No, we get a winner. Actually, we might not. That might this might set up the tournament instead or something. Well, we got forty seconds to go. Because I don't remember either of these teams being tagged. I, I I bet Barry and Dustin get get the win. I don't remember any of these teams. I don't remember Steve Williams and Stone Cold having tag titles. Tombstone. He reversed it into his own tombstone. <coughs> oh, look who doesn't like it, ECW guy. He is not happy with this shit. Did you see him? Uh-uh, the guy in the front still... row? He was like, nah. He gave it the nah, Ten seconds. It. One, two. Oh, and there we go. Time remaining. I don't think we're going to get five more minutes, do you? I bet we do, and I bet we get a quick finish. Well, let's see what happens. We're down to some shenanigans. Fuck. Sorry. Kiki Hernandez just hit a home run to tie it up. (laughs) Off AJ Minner. Motherfucker. Three to three in the sixth. All right, so the champs are are getting their belts, and it looks like they were not going to get an overtime here unless somebody else comes out. They must have been the champs going into this match. Vetoes it. They must have been the champs going into this match, I think. Yeah, they were. They? So, yeah, you don't lose the belt via time limit draw. No, of course not. But you were talking about getting maybe an overtime here. and Oh, because for some like... reason I thought there was no time. I thought I, I didn't look at the card. For some reason I thought they were vac- that it was a vacant title. This was to like. But it looks like somebody might be coming out now. We got a lot of fans looking at the entrance, right? Oh, it's because it was a unification. Because some were NWA champs and some were – one was WCW champ. Oh, your right? boy Vader is getting interviewed now back at uh... – Back at uh, not ringside, but at the announcers' booth here with his with his U.S. title. Look who's with him, little Paul E. Dangerously. Dude, he's looking dangerous too, isn't he? Now, how old do you think he is here? Uh, early thirties, mid thirties. Now his mullet is looking righteous. Fucking hey, dude, yeah. Look at this. He's got that cell phone that Zach Morris in his hand too. Sometimes he didn't even. Sometimes he didn't have the Zach Morris. He would actually just use a cordless phone. Right. And I was always like, "Oh man, that's not even a, a right. real phone. That's just like a unit." Oh, fucking, who's this? Is it Who Medusa? is this? Medusa, yeah. Yeah, because the Dangerous Alliance already broke up, so her and Paulie are feuding. Okay. Because he kicked her out of the Dangerous Alliance right at the end of that. They already dis- dissolved the Dangerous Alliance. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, it was one of those things where it was like it didn't make any sense. Like the stable was so hot, and everybody's still with the company, you know. Right. Like Steve Austin's still there, Bobby Eaton's still there, Rick Rude's still there, fucking Arn Anderson's still there, Larry Zbyszko's still there. So why'd you split them all up? You know, they just dissolved the the Dangerous Alliance already, and then just. No, this is a. This is a long show for a short card because we only have two, four, six, seven matches on this card, and it goes three hours. Yeah. WCW gave that 30, and they give the couple something else almost 30 minutes, I think. I think it's the Rick Mood match with Chono. If I'm not mistaken, it goes – how far does it go? I don't remember. I think it's like 20 – it's at least 20-something, I have to guess, if I remember where it's being a kid. Like, I just remember it being a long one. Yeah, what are they talking about? You got your fucking thing on. What are they – what's the gist of this? Uh, 
Where, what's Paul? He's, he's making her cry. What's he saying to her? You don't even watch. I'm asking you, like, what's he saying to you? You got your clothes. Woman, female should not even woman understand. I am man, man, man. You are a woman, woman, woman. Which means that sounds legit. you are fired, fired, fired. And because you're a woman, and I know that because you're stupid, I'll spell it out for you. F-I-R-E-D. Fired, fired, fired. That's what's I making get that. Fun. I can see it now. Oh, he pushes her, too. He punches her in the shoulder. She kicks him in the head and punches him in the face. Vader powerbomb that bitch. Vader's just going to let it happen. Oh, Doug Dillinger's trying to stop it. He can't stop it. That's WWE head of security, Doug Dillinger. Yeah, dude, that Rick, that Rick Rude match goes 22 minutes and 30, 23 seconds. So, yeah, that's why. I mean, everything goes long, really, there at the end. They have an hour for just those two matches, you know? Mm-hmm. So then you got, what, five other matches that get two hours. This is a Donnybrook right here, boy. We got a pull apart. Good security out there for the pull apart. Paulie's hot. See, this is Paulie was big in Philly, though, dude. So this was like. Yeah, true. That's why he gets a lot of time because he was still running Eastern, I think, at this point. He was already running Eastern Championship Wrestling in Philly, I think. You have to look that up. In, as early as 92? I want to say so because I know in 93 they were already up and running. Okay. Let's look this up. When did, I'll, I'll do it. Well, you I know. Just talk. You just talked about what's okay. happening. I know Eastern was on for a long time before that, um, but I didn't know that, that Paulie would have had his hands in there uh, as early as 93. But we're back. 1992 uh, to 1994. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's when it first started in his Eastern Championship Wrestling. Oh, I thought I thought Eastern went back further than that. But was Paul was, was Paul was there tri since State, the beginning? It was Tri-State Wrestling Alliance oh, ended in Eastern right. Championship Wrestling from '89 to '94. Hmm. So even when it was Tri-State, it was in still 1992. Goodhart sold his share of the company to his partner Todd Gordon, who renamed it Eastern Championship Wrestling, and that's when Paul Lee probably got involved. But even, so even when it was Tri-State before that, that only goes back to 1989. Yeah. I thought it went back further than that. Oh, no, here it is. In 1993, uh, Eddie Gilbert was the lead booker and had managed to secure a television's time slot on Sports Channel Philly in April 93. Okay. Gilbert had a falling out with Gordon and was replaced in September 93 by Paul Heyman. So, Paul, he's not there yet. But, Paul, he was still pretty big in this area, I think, you know. So one of these matches is a non-sanctioned lights out match. The announcer just said, "It's not uh, the match that's coming up, but it's uh, it's uh, maybe the the world heavyweight title match with the." Uh, it's the spin the wheel, make the deal match is not going to be sanctioned. That's what they're going to do. The spinning uh, to decide okay. what the Sting's going to come uh, yeah, out and spin sting. the wheel. Yeah, you're right. There's Sting. And it's blue and white. If I'm not, if I remember right, it is blue and white Sting. You're right. I, I'm kind of colorblind, so I couldn't tell. But that's I, actually I pretty cool. Is, you see the skull there, the light up skull. It's coming out to, this is coming out to spin the wheel. The wheel's going to be on this, bro. Okay, that's cool. It's coming out of the ground. This is what you've been waiting on. I like this. See, I've been waiting oh, for yeah. this moment. Oh yeah, I remember this thing. All night. Get him out! Ow! Ooh, he's out at home. Fuck yeah! Sorry. Still three to three. Dude. We just threw somebody out at home. Yeah. 
This is taking forever for this thing to go. Maybe this is why it took the t- show so long, bro. <laughs> Takes five minutes for this thing to come out for Steam to spin it. I like this wheel. This looks cool. It's a blade. It's a razor or a saw blade. Did they say they're going to bring this back for NXTs? Yeah, it's Wednesday on uh, Halloween or the twenty eighth. No, no, no. Whatever. I know. I know that they're bringing it back, but I. I mean, are they bringing back the spin the wheel, make a deal? Yeah, they are cool. Yeah, remember it's uh, two matches. It's Johnny Gargano and uh, is it Champa? No, who the f- I don't remember, dude. There's two matches for spin the wheel, make the deal. One of them is EO and somebody, and then did they Gargano announce what the stipulation? Did they announce what the stipulations are going to be? I don't think so. If they if they did, I, I don't I don't pay attention enough to NXT. Look at but, this. Oh. Did you see that? They had to have like a like a tech guy come out and move stuff around for it. Yeah, and Sting, he's gonna plug it up too. He's gonna plug the lever that Sting's gonna pull up to the wheel so that it works. Because <laughs> they couldn't raise the wheel with the lever. They had the it's the ninety three man. Things are not as smooth as they yeah, are I now, guess, right? I guess so. What's Tony saying about it? Ooh, that snake is spooky. Look at it. Hiss. This little serpentine action. It looks scary. So now, why does Sting spin, spin this instead of Jake the Snake? There's probably something that Jake threw out there and the stipulations leading up to it that Sting gets to spin because Jake doesn't. This is all like Dude, this Jake is coming so, after Sting. This is so campy. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, it is good. Look at the sparks. There's a spark factory back there, too. There's just sparks coming from the Halloween Havoc sign. Not even anything to do with the saw. There we go. It's still spinning. <laughs> yeah. Forever. <laughs> yeah, dude, I told you it just takes 10 minutes for the segment. <laughs> and you can tell once it started spinning, it's just like a piece of cardboard. I like that the bottom of the V is where the is also the pointer, you know? Right. So when it stops, wherever the fucking... Dude, even the way it stopped looks so forced, too. It was yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, that's <laughs> what we went with. Like, it obviously looks like it was set to stop on a coal miner's club. Even, even Sting looks pissed off. He's like, all the gimmicks, we got this crap. Uh, we should have turned it up so we could hear the audience reaction for that to see how much people were booing. Oh, they don't know what it is yet. They're like, ooh. Yeah, right. Ooh, a coal miner's We club, see Jake the, Jake the Snake. We see Jesse the Body and Jim Ross like, what does this mean? Oh, here Jim you go. Ross, look at, well, so Jesse but the Body is he's telling describing us it. it right now, and it's basically oh. the, just saying that it's a hardened glove. And I guess the gimmick is – It's when a, you're, a coal match. Well, when you're in a coal mine – and you're you're digging and you're you're chopping away. I guess the gloves that you need just to be able to like like punch in the little gimmicked areas. Like it's a hardened kind of a glove, so I guess it's the same as using like a uh, like brass knuckles, like brass knuckles on a pole. I guess that's kind of like the the gimmick that they're going for here. Fucking terrible. No, you know what? I like it. Always out there to talk about this NWA World's Title match between Shono and Rude. Even though we're in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is filled with coal mining towns, so it's very topical. It's very, uh, very, very. Hey, very he's got a Halloween Havoc '90 shirt on. The guy sitting next to the ECW fan. All right, it's so Mikey it's the president. That's Mikey Whipwreck. Fucking Mikey Whipwreck, right there holding his camera, right? Because he's from Philly. He set up the ring. Look, right here. The guy holding the camera. Yeah, the I, I the bottom of his chin. It does look like him. That's fucking Mikey Whipwreck, dude. That's funny. 
That is that looks I, a lot I would, like him. I would bet money. Mikey Whipwreck follows the podcast. He does. I want you to DM him. Take a screenshot of this with your phone. Are you on your phone? Damn it. Uh, I'll, uh, what, what's the timestamp on it? Hold on. Let me see where we're at. It's the beginning of the an hour, Rude match. We're at an hour and 39 minutes. So I'll <laughs> go back to an hour and 39 minutes. I'll screenshot it, and I'll, I'll ask. I just remember it's at the beginning of the Rude and Chono match. That's pretty funny. <clears throat> I, I would bet money. And if I'm wrong, uh, then you can come fight my – you can you – can, you, if I'm wrong, then you get a chance for the time. I don't want your cheap ace title. I don't is, need it. Is this, I told you it was Kensuke Sasaki. I don't need your cheap ace title, man. I, I have the real $400,000 title that actually means something. There's prestige and there's monetary value behind this guy. Here it is, Harley Race. I think the Harley Race is a heel manager, but he gets to come in and be the, like, good guy. So we're going to get some Rick Rude. He's going to be the bi- unbiased referee when he's like the biggest heel manager in the company at this point. We got some Rick Rude and, and some Medusa for some Masahiro Shino. Shona. Is, is Medusa with Rick Rude? Yeah, supposedly, yeah, I believe so. On the car. came out and fought Heyman. That's weird. I like going to cage matches or cagematch.net when I'm looking up the non. Um, yeah, there she is. The the non uh, results Jeez. card. When I was smoking back then too, bro. Yeah, dude. When I'm about to watch a pay per view, and look, she knows it too. She's like, "Don't touch me." Uh, when I'm about to watch a pay per view, I don't want to know the results beforehand, but I want to know what the card is. I'll look it up on CageMatch.net because they have that for pretty much all of these pay per views, which is cool. Yeah, need to do card and not results. Have to click for both. Yeah. Right. Rick yeah, Rude on the mic. Always a pleasure. Cut I don't want to hear music. him. I don't want to hear him hate on Philly. What I like to have right now, he's about to, he's about to tell us. For all of these gorgeous, wonderful, beautiful Philadelphia people, out of shape. I don't know what he's saying now. He's I'm saying inner city food. sweat hogs. That sounds about right. And then he goes, keep your mouth shut while I'll take my robe off and give you a good look at your next NWA champion. Because that's what the belt, that's the belt that's on the line here. We're at yeah. the NWA World Heavyweight title match. Yep. And I don't, I, I think Rick Rude wins if I'm not, if I remember correctly. His tights look kind of amateurish here. Like he, he always, always had them airbrushed. I was going to say, he always has like custom airbrushed tights, but here it looks like the artist was a little bit more amateurish than ones you see later on from him. I, I think he just didn't have anything to really make fun of Chono about because he's just like a Japanese, you know, I mean, right. usually he's got like Ultimate Warrior's wife or uh, you know, whatever he would have on there, you know. That big gold belt. So I'm – you can tell it's the real one too because it's dented. It's uh, warped at the top and dented. See that? No, I missed that. But I that's actually... the original one. So when the beach, Bash of the Beach happens in ninety or in two thousand, okay, and, uh, Hogan lays down. And, right, right, right. Or Jeff Jarrett lays down and 
Jeff Jarrett yeah. lays down and Hogan leaves with the belt and he's all pissed off and they bring out the original one. They bring out this one and you can tell it's because it's the one that's bent at the top. Okay. And that's the original one that they had. They had a new one that would look the same and that was the one that Hogan was running around with. But the original one is this one that they, they so that's the one that came back out in 2000. Huh. So yeah, you can always tell which belt if you watch the, when they come out, if it's got the dent, it's the real one. If it's not, it's the like stage belt. That's funny. Like the one they use just to like prop belt, you know what I mean? Like the replica they buy that's cheap. That's so. it's so wild that you know that stuff. And you know what's funny? I always thought that that big uh, big gold belt was always like the WCW belt. I didn't know that that was the NWA belt at some point. Uh, it was it was the NWA title uh, when it, WCW was still uh, part of NWA. It was their belt. You know what I mean? Right. WCW's NWA title. Right. But when NWA split away, NWA actually went back to the one that they've got now. But when they got repartnered back up with WCW, they started using this belt again. Interesting. Because WCW was using their own title. Because that's what I mean. What now we have a WCW and an NWA title match, individual or individual title matches on the line tonight, and I assumed going into it that the WCW title was going to be that one. Not no, the, the WCW title is the one that Sega's uh, Ron Simmons and Vader never held that belt. Interesting. They held the WCW title. That was right. the one that was like. You'll kind see of, it. It's it's no, circular it and it's got yeah. the world. It's got the globe on it. And I was going to say, had that belt too. Sting held that title. It kind of sort of looks like the WWF winged eagle belt. Yeah, it was their version of that without right. the wings. But yeah, like because uh, yeah, it when they because they split away again like earlier last or a couple of years ago, whenever they left and NWA was doing a different belt and WCW is still using that one, but they wanted to establish that WCW was, I don't know. I don't exactly know why they did it. It was weird, but that's the belt right there, man. That's the one. It's got a brown strap too. Did you notice that? Uh-huh. That's fucking sick. I lied. I didn't notice that. I don't know why I said, uh-huh. They had a brown <laughs> strap, not the black. Rick Rue with the Navy sailor tattoo on his arm, the anchor. Man, dude, Rick Rude was, I was a big Rick Rude fan. And I don't know what you're talking about with those tights. Those tights are professional as fuck, homie. Maybe I'll look it from farther away. There's all types of shit going on on there. The back is hella busy. I didn't really get a close-up look. It was kind of the it was the hard cam when he took his robe off when I first saw it, and I was like, "Ah." Eh. There's a lot of shit going on on those tides. Yeah, you're right. Along the side, it says Halloween Havoc on it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, there's some stuff going on in the back. There's like like a graveyard scene or something. I think. Right. But you still you still haven't spotted Bill after, have you? No, yeah, you're right. I haven't seen him yet. You'll find it. I'll show you. You can tell they're talking to each other now. Yeah, we've seen Mikey Whipwreck, though. <laughs> I don't know what I think with him without the mustache. It doesn't look right. I See know. that guy at the very bottom taking pictures right there, the bottom left of the screen? That's him? Yeah. Okay. Reduce with those gloves, though. Elbow length. 
Medusa with that anything, am I right? This is before she got her uh, implants, though. Remember when she comes back later at the end of like late nineties in WCW and she's all like, Whoa. Not that much. I I vaguely remember her oh, being if, back. If, but if ninety eight wins or ninety nine, whatever year it is, you'll see it. Mm-hmm. Or two thousand, whatever year you voted for it. Two thousand Halloween Havoc, she is like very enhanced. Ooh, I'll never tell. I really don't care which one it is. I kinda hope that it's Either 98 or 2000, but I'm going to be pretty happy either way because I love watching these older ones that are this early 90s WCW, too. Masahiro Chono was about as big time as you could get in Japan at this point in 1990, 1992 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. He was like the biggest – because this is when they were all working with New Japan and shit, too. So he, they put the belt on him because he was like the biggest New Japan. He was a top star in New Japan, so – you put your title on them because they're doing that back and forth at the time. I think they had even done that. Didn't they do that show in North Korea in 92 or is that 93? Oh, I don't know. I didn't know. WCW did that, that showdown in Seoul or whatever it was. I'm about to look that Korea. up. They did a show in North Korea where That's it didn't cost WCW anything. Uh, they got to pretty much just do it and only had to spend like minimal money because – they probably just paid for it themselves. Yeah. April 28th, collision in Korea. Collision oh, in Korea, that's what it was. Shit. I remember that. What year was it, 93? 95. 95, okay. And Yang, I never knew about this. Wow, dude. I got to look I got to look into this more. This is insane. I never knew this happened. Mhm. Bischoff has talked about it on the on his podcast before, but I remember it when I was a kid. Damn. I'm yeah. going to go on – yeah, dude, I'm interested in that. I want to go on Bischoff's podcast and listen to that episode. Was it episode in, was uh, it? Wasn't Antonio or uh, Tetsuki Janami or Antonio Anoki uh, on that card? You just uh, looked up the card, didn't you? No, nah, I just Google. Well, here, I can look up the card. Hold on one second. I think Sting got Muda, didn't he? As always. Yeah, Noki and Flair. And the Steiners were on it. Road Warrior Hulk was on it. Because yeah, I think that was at the time where... Power, Power Warriors, or uh, it was or whatever it was, or Hellraisers. It was uh, Kensuke Sasaki and Road Warrior Hulk, right? right. Well, no, he, he... Hulk, on this card, Hulk was in a singles match. But yeah, he, he was like the, the new... With that guy right there on the screen. The guy that's the referee on the outside, the oh, okay. guy that's with Chono. When I was right. like, "Hey, that's Kensuki Sasaki. That's who's uh, his partner, his, Hawk's partner." When he left and broke up, and went, there's after seeing the back, leaning, taking pics. Yeah, but um, what's it called? Yeah, that's uh, I always hated when that, like looking back on that, how Road Warriors broke up at that time, and then he just went to Japan and did his own thing. That, that, did you watch the dark side about it? Yeah, and Animal was talking about, like, dude, what the hell are you doing, man? He kind of basically just, like, went off. Animal, man. Remember when, An- didn't I, remember when Animal tried to sue me? Nah. Yeah. I had to consult you, didn't I, for legal counsel on that? I mean, there wasn't a whole lot there to it, but. Yeah. 
They still ask me about it, and I just no-sell the messages. <laughs> like, can you remove the article? I'm like... Wait, who's still asking you about that? His daughter. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I guess she doesn't like her boyfriend. Got called out for those messages. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that's what it was for. I forgot. Nah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. I'm not, your... I just no-sell it. I try to take my, my emotion out of it when you ask me those questions and be like, it's not what I post it. It's, do you have a right to post it? You yeah. know? Yeah. That's, that's how I have to do it too. Yeah, no, that's true. You definitely got to, uh, it really sucks when it's a friend of mine <laughs> and something happens and I had to do that over that speaking out shit a couple times. So that really sucks. Right. So, yeah. So I don't feel that bad doing it sometimes because like I've had to do it to my friends. So it sucks when it happens, but you know what? Just be smarter. I was going to say it's uh, if don't if, fuck up. Well, it's your, it's your job and no job. Very, very rarely is a job completely fun with no downside to it. And that's part of the downside of the job of journalism is it's not always I mean, fun to post stuff that, you know, you need if to you're any, uh, my theory, my thoughts on it is if you're any type of celebrity, you got to use your fucking head. Like I'm a, I consider, I mean, I don't consider myself this, but I, you know, just being the person that does the website and like a journalist, I'm a mild celebrity. So I don't send dick pics because I don't want that shit winding up on web. Like, you know, they, people, I have a fucking thread on wrestling observers forum, fan forum pay where people just shit talk me. Do you know that? Wait, what? Yeah. So if you're on a, 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 a part of figure four is like pay service, you know what I mean? Uh-huh they're like pay forums. There's like a whole thread dedicated to shit talking pretty much every journalist. that's not Dave Meltzer because <laughs> it's all Meltzer fanboys. There's like a whole thread shit talking me and people pull pictures out of like from all over the place of me. And I'm like, how'd they get that? You know what I mean? Like shit from like 15 years ago that I like, don't even, I don't even think I have that picture. And I'm like, where the fuck did they find this? Dude, that's so weird. It's talking shit. Like, picture of me with long hair and my puppy from like the, the that's like nine years old now when he was like a little guy and i'm like that's kind of that's <laughs> and i get screen caps of it all the time yeah man that's really weird <laughs> i did yeah. Yeah. some people wrestling, got way too much time on dude, wrestling on, uh... dude fanboys of that site are fucking ridiculous sounds like it and they always are like talking shit about us and but for reporting stuff, like for reporting Meltzer's news, like they're mad about that, but yet Meltzer steals my shit all the fucking time and doesn't credit me, and they don't acknowledge that at all. Right. So. Whatever, man. Wrestling fans suck. <laughs> they, they all do. You guys are you guys are a fickle crowd, man. We forgot they're listening to us when we said they suck, but they're a fickle bunch. You ever uh, you ever listen to uh, to Dave Chappelle's most recent stand up? when he's just shitting on like fans these days and how they just love to see people fall. It's true, man. Dude, this Boston crab looks deep. Like, fuck, that looks like it hurts. Like, look how so low deep. he's sitting. So deep. But seriously, though, like how much better does that look than like 90% of the Boston crabs you see people throw on? Rick Reed without, with that trimmed up hair and no mustache looking like – not looking like the guy that's going to come in late at night and bang your mom and show you like, just like wave at you on the way out the door in the morning. This looks like the guy that's going to be making you dinner at night. Yeah, man. He really does look different with, uh, 
Like we get no mullet and no mustache. That seems mm-hmm. like it's just like, come on, dude. You gotta give us at least one. Is is this his is he the face because he's working a Japanese guy, so that's why he has no mustache? Because he's the baby face. But he talks shit to Philly, so no, he's a heel. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think I, he's no, I mean that doesn't make you a heel talking shit to people from Philly. This makes you like a, a human. <laughs> An American. You're and I can mad. say that because you're from Philly. You're just mad that I'm the champ and you're just a schmuck with a website with dozens of thousands of views a day <laughs> and, a, and a fake ass title. It's <laughs> <This> real title. <laughs> I'm half asleep at this point. I'm just like on autopilot when I'm talking. Wait till you get to this coal miners glove match. It's really going to wake you up, my man. Is it? No. This is a 22-minute <laughs> match, too. So this is a long one. This is a 22-minute, 23-second match. So we're probably only eight minutes to ten minutes into this match. So that's the halfway point. I'll tell you what. I'm taking a bathroom break. I mind? haven't taken one yet. I Look, know. I'm man's game is, I'm man's game is straight through this shit. I know. I got a little, little baby, little baby bladder. But uh, well, you just like look. Here's what you need to do. We can't see you from chest anyway. Just pee in a bottle and set it off camera while you're talking. That's not gonna happen. Road trip this thing. <laughs> oh, just, uh, I get you. I get you. I see what you're doing. That's code. I got you. You gotta go pee. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go pee as well here in a second. Hurry back See, so now, I can. Uh, now I'm not. Now I'm not gonna pee. I'm gonna hold it because you, if I go now, you're gonna make it sound like I'm like going to do something bad. So no, I'm just I'm gonna to hold it just to be a dick, just to make you feel bad. Can I go pee though, for real? Because I was just shit talking because I yeah, have that's to pee fine. so bad because I've drank like my drink, a whole drink here. You're on two drinks. You've drank two cups of tea during this. I was gonna say I've been drinking iced tea all day. That's why I'm. Getting up I've been drinking tea all goddamn but day. Go ahead, do your thing. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna pee. I'll be right back. All right. Sorry, I'm, I'll talk. I was texting somebody back, but yeah. So we are doing the damn thing right now. Cass is leaving to just go be a schmuck on wheels, and uh, this match has been boring. I'm not gonna lie to anybody. It's been. There's not been much to it so far. We, we're more than a few minutes in, and we're at a slow, steady rest hold, and it's not helping the fact that I'm trying to stay awake right now. But, hey, we got two matches to go after this, and hopefully this match picks up in a minute. I would have thought Rick Rude and Shono would have been doing a lot more fast-paced stuff. Um, not the, been the case so far in this match, but we'll see. <laughs> I uh, I don't really know what to talk about right now and as far as this match goes. So I'm just going to talk about what we have going on coming up. And uh, I know we've plugged it a little bit so far on the show, but we have next week's Halloween Havoc watch along poll already up for you to vote on. If you haven't done so already, go over to our poll on Twitter at body slam underscore pod, and you can vote for the four options that we have available. I believe we have 1998, 2000, 1989 and 1990. So those are the four that are up for this week. We'll close that out either Wednesday night or I believe possibly Thursday morning. So make sure you get that in early this week. 
Uh, we still have a few matches to go tonight, but definitely looking forward to a lot of other watch-alongs that we're doing. One that we've already have in the books is uh, a request fan pick em by uh, listener Nick Opaluski, who picked uh, Superstars May 8th of 1993. So again, early 90s, that's WWF. That's going to be available for download possibly tonight. If not tonight, then uh, definitely by tomorrow uh, on Monday. So you definitely have a lot to to look forward to as far as watch-along content that we have coming up. And if you have any any request picks coming up, especially for anything seasonal, any uh, anything that's Halloween-related or, or a little bit down the line, anything that's Survivor Series-related, please reach out to us let us know because we love fan interaction with uh with anybody that that takes the time to listen to our content we would love to uh you know love to do watch alongs based around what you want to hear we're still in rest holds here uh chono was able to reverse it but damn this match is just molasses right now and i'm a i'm a big fan of like telling a story in the ring um, but there doesn't really even seem to be a whole lot of psychology to what I'm watching. Maybe I'm not paying close enough attention or maybe I'm missing something without listening to the audio, but you got Harley race in the ring. You got two legends who can do a whole lot in the ring and, uh, we're, we're like five, 10 minutes in and we're kind of just still feeling each other out on the mat. Oh, oh my God, we're 15 minutes in, they just said. So, there you go. 15-minute match, and we're still in, in rest holds. And this is a, this is like a like a title match. This isn't even a, like a, well, I guess maybe as far as the card goes, maybe it's a supposedly like a come-down match, but this is supposedly the, the NWA world title match? Honestly, this this whole card so far has uh, been lacking for me. I don't know. I think of all the watch-alongs that we've done for Halloween Havoc so far, I mean, you can go back and listen to 1992 we've done, 1996. Uh, oh, no, this is 92. I'm sorry. We, we've done one so far. We've done 1996. And uh, I think 96 takes the cake. I mean, it incomparable compared to this one this is a little bit of a snore fest so far for me uh i'm enjoying parts of it but i don't know all in all i think 96 is a hell of a card and and this has been kind of i feel bad for the people in the audience it's been a hell of a lot of times where you can just go up and, and get a uh get a drink fuck 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 fuck, fuck. oh well in case you couldn't guess, Cass is back. Well, Braves just threw a home run. Oh, he flung the bat, too. God damn it. Right. <sighs> Who was this kid? He's batting lefty. Oh, god damn. He had a bomb, dude. Give me give me an actual second. I, I'm actually going to go to the bathroom. I'm not going to hold yeah, it. I ended up taking you. a piss. And I actually ended up having to take a nervous shit, and then I come back to a home run. So, we're down three to four now. Anyway, this match is still going on. I don't know what kind of bullshit Dom talked about while I was gone. But we got a nice headlock locked in here by Rick Rude. 
I mean, I wish I had a good Rick Rude story, but I don't. Harley Race, though, really, really filling out that referee shirt with the really nice. He's looking kind of like round. It looks like an egg right here. Very egg shaped. Hmm. Yeah, Chono throwing some elbows. Ooh, Rick Rude with the shot in the throat. That's some good bad guy stuff right there. Just punch somebody in the throat. That's how you do it. Sleeper hold. There's a lot of rest holds in this match. I've noticed that real quick, which surprises me. Because these guys could both go real well. I don't expect anybody being blown up, so I don't know why we're working like that. But whatevs. I feel like I didn't miss anything while I was gone. It feels like it's been the same thing, just rest holds. Ooh, pumpkin on the knee, though. I do like that. Front row looks bored with this, too. Fuck, all right. Well, Braves got out of the inning, but we gave up the lead. Bellinger hit a home run. Fuck. That's not good. Going to the top of the eighth, down one. We're going to lose this and not go to the World Series. That's what's going to happen. I do like – what's going on in the crowd? It's Philly, so I bet, I bet people are fighting. Or somebody's getting ejected for being drunk, probably. If I had to guess. <coughs> Everybody's laughing, so somebody's got to be getting tossed. Oh, I really want to know. We should ask Mikey Rip what kind of happened. The Japanese media there. Oh, God, look at that guy in the clowns. Fuck me. What is that in the background? That is absolutely horrifying. What the shit? Who is that guy? They should that now that was some Halloween shit in the background. That was solid. That guy was nightmare fuel. Wish everybody's still watching something going on up in the crowd. Maybe the NWOs should make their way down. Uh, looks like they've gotten rid of the guy. Whatever. Everybody's not paying. Everybody's paying attention to the match, kind of now. Kind of. There's been a a fucking six minute headlock though. This is bad. Another punch to the throat. Throw another headlock on for good luck, man. No, are we gonna go up top? I didn't think the top was allowed. Well, he went off the top, so. Top rope must be in place still, I guess. Was that a drop kick? I don't really know what, who got hurt on that one. I think Rick Root, oh, Harley Race got hurt on that one. The top rope is in play because Rick Root just threw a weird drop kick off the top. Do you think it's only in play because it's a guest referee? So it's like ref's discretion? 
Uh, I don't think so. But I will say this. There was a fight or something. And there's a throw over the top, so that should have been disqualification as well. Oh, at least taking bumps. Both referees are out. Is that Reggie White? Oh, no, that's just a white guy in a Reggie White jersey. Never racist as hell. Is it? I don't know. Reggie White. He, uh, uh-oh, are we going to do a rude awakening? Yep, yep, yep. Uh. Boom. No ref. No but the ref refs are out. Yeah, both refs are down. Even Kinsuke Sasaki. So there was a fight in the crowd while you were gone, uh, and everybody in the front, but on the hard camera side, was looking towards the Mikey Whipwreck area to the left. So nobody was watching the match. But there was – how long were you gone for? Because there was a headlock the entire time. I might have been – really? I might have been gone for a minute because I was talking to my roommate when I went downstairs to get my – Yeah, I, I swear to God, it was like six minutes of headlock and sleeper hold the whole time you were fucking gone. No, I went – I took a piss, and then I went down. I filled up my iced tea again. And I was talking to my roommate for a split second while I was there. Yeah. So it might have been a minute. Dude, but th- I, exactly. It was the same thing when you were away. I was, I felt bad because my commentary sucked. But I was literally just talking about how this whole match has been a boar fest. And it's just been 15 minutes of rest holds. Did, did, did Rick Rude just tap out to the STF? If he did, I missed. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he just tapped <laughs> out. But, Rick, but Harley's throwing it out because uh, something else. Because he threw, got thrown over the top rope or something. Harley Race is awarding it to Rude because of being thrown over the top rope, right? Is that what he's symboling with his hands here? He's – I'm trying to read the closed captioning. and, and Throwing saying, it over the top rope. So he's doing very animated over the top rope. Gary Capetta is about – the most dangerous announcer in wrestling is about to fill us in on what's happening. Jono disqualified for throwing Rick Rude over the top. Yeah. Jono's mad about something. Remember when Chono led the NWO Japan? Winner of the match as a result of disqualification, ravishing, ravishing Rick Rude. But the, so that means the title chance? doesn't change. Well, let's see. Maybe under these old school rules it does. No, nope, it says Chono's retaining the title. Oh, but now the refs are – oh, Harley's getting into it. Kinsuke Oh, and Suzuki gives him a – very nice power bomb. Damn, he looks Sasaki like Sasaki was guy. a heater, bro. Sasaki could go. What are you talking about? He was young at this point. He's oh, was he be, really? Yeah, he's going to have a, a WCW tag title situation here. Oh, soon. damn. Yeah, you're not kidding. Dude, I he was doing he the was power later. Warrior. We just talked about him doing the Power Warriors right now. Remember? I, I honestly, I thought that was earlier when you were talking about that. I no, thought it was. No, this is like right now, like at this time, like when he goes back oh. to Japan, that's what they're doing. So then, why is he a ref here? Uh, just because he's with Masahiro Chono, the same just reason to, Harley oh, Race okay. is a ref. I gotcha. I gotcha. Just to like even the score because Harley Race is NWA with Rude, and Harley Race was obviously right. out with Rick Rude earlier, so they had uh, Kinsuke Sasaki be the like. I get all that, enforcer. but I thought. Yeah, but I thought their enforcer was like somebody older. That's why I, I got confused. No, I didn't realize he was. No, it was. Yeah, he was young at this point. That's the main event. No, we got the next one coming. Up. This is talking about Starcade. Excuse me. We got two matches left, dude. Wait, what? There's that was the NWA World Title match. Then we have the WCW World Title match. Oh, Rock and then spin the wheel. Okay. And spin the wheel. Yeah, we got two matches left. That's why I had to get up. I was like, I don't know if I can hold it this long. I gotta just get up and piss. Razor down four to three. I'm stressing. 
So we got, dude, I'd be down to do another watch along for Battle Brawl or Battle Bowl. Uh, Battle Bowl. 91 or two, 92? I would lean on you for a uh, recommendation on that. What do you, you tell me? They're both, they're both drizzling shits. Oh, really? Never mind. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's WCW was really bad during this era, bro. Like, that's really how that goes. I mean, they were just, it was just that yeah. time period. Dude, this whole card, what do you, how do you feel about this card so far? Oh, I was not happy when this one got picked. Remember, I wanted 1990. I was like, fuck. Right, right, right. Yeah. Because this is a rough period for WCW. This is a really rough period. Anything early, up until 90, 90 to 94 when Hulk Hogan showed up was rough. Here you go. Here's some Cactus Jack, though. He's making the Barbarian strong. You ever seen Barbarian's daughter wrestle, Lady Tapa? No, that I didn't. I didn't know that uh, that's his daughter. Yeah, Lady Tapa. You know, you know who she is, right? I well, I've heard of her, but yeah, I didn't know she that did Impact were... for a while. She's done some right. House of Hardcore, I think. Oh, you know what? I might have actually seen her wrestle then, if she did a House of Hardcore. I feel like she has. I might be wrong on that. I might be talking out my butthole, but I feel like she's done it. That's one thing. She was that pretty I, big right then at that one at that time when we were going to House of Hardcore. She was on a pretty good indie run. That's one thing that I really miss about just everything going back to the way life used to be. Is I, I miss going to House of Hardcore shows at the old ECW arena. Yeah, and Ring of Honor too. They would they would do shows there too. And Ring of Honor always puts on awesome cards in Philly. Yeah, because that was their home base for such a long time. Right. Not that they put on crappy cards anywhere else. I mean, I feel like anywhere they go, you get a few episodes in a taping. So their uh, their home base is in Baltimore now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Three hundred pounds of the barbarian. Well, Look at you know what? Too. You know what? Their their headquarters is in Baltimore, but really, I feel like their home base is wherever the Mecca Bry Johnson resides. And I believe now he's back in the bubble now. So I guess they're he's he's in Baltimore. <sighs> But uh, for a Man, while, more... for a while, he was oh, back home. This. He was back home training. Look training, at this. Training They're giving him the, uh, the Vander Holyfield lead in. Teddy Long's the – I love it. Don King. Wait, why is that white guy in that train, though? No offense. There's a couple of them. Why are we all – what are we doing? Why are we all in suits? Because it's a security team. Come on, man! This is the '90s. That's how security yeah. dresses. Didn't you watch? Didn't you watch the Last Dance? I'm gonna tell didn't you. Didn't you right see now. all Jordan security? They were even wearing the exact same jackets, dude. That I'm is gonna Philly. Tell you right now. That is some prime Philly security. I'm gonna tell you right now. This I'm gonna show you one guy that's not secure. Nothing. Oh, he's gonna be behind all these guys. It's this little cat. This little little dude right there in the back. See him? He ain't securing shit. What the hell are you talking about? Are you kidding me? That dude is. Look at that dude's hair. That was a woman, first of all. I was talking about a little white. Oh, guy. it was a woman. Yeah, she ain't secure. Wait, wait, either. then who were you talking? Who were you talking about then? The little white guy. Damn, Ron Simmons was fucking cut right here, bro. Love Ron Simmons, dude. I'm so excited to get that. I think you talked about it earlier. That uh, that uh, trade, that action figure trade. Yeah, I'm good with it. For my, uh, I'm trying to put Farouk into the show. For my, for my custom tailored, stunning Steve Williams. Like I said, I shaved all the hair off and uh, made him look angry. 
And I, I changed his name to Austin. Farouk going to be watching this world title match. If you're in the shop, check it out. <laughs> nice. The sanctioned match of the evening. So we got a 60-minute time limit. Where's Warner Robins, Georgia? Um, where the military base is. It's kind of uh, okay. like, it's kind of like southern, so, so like southeastern maybe kind of. What are you it's, doing it's, over there? I'm trying definitely. to hold Ron Simmons up and he keeps falling down. I was going to say, he, he's making a weird noise. It sounds like you're just farting into the mic. <laughs> I was just putting Ron Simmons down. He's out of play. God damn it. Watching fucking the Braves choke the same time. <sighs> That's fine. I'll just focus on the, the championship match going on in the ring that we're recording yeah. on. Dude, I you're think right Barbarian, what? I think Barbarian lives in North Carolina. Uh, that's cool. I'll tell you what, though. You're right. Ron Simmons looks jacked. We haven't talked enough about how probably my favorite wrestler of all time, McFoley, in his best iteration, Cactus Jack, is at ringside. Yeah, this is before he lost his fucking ear and his tooth and shit. He loses his ear and gets amnesia next year in that Vader feud. Was that in 90? Oh, wait. Yeah. Did, what was it? December of 93 when that happened? Or was that uh, 94? Well, he wrestled. It's Vader and Cactus Jack at Halloween Havoc next year in the Spin the Wheel Make the Deal match. But where he lost the where he lost the ear was in a match in Germany, right? Yeah. So it was in that program, though. So it was along that same time. Okay. It was just at a house show in Germany. Yeah. Oh, poor Cactus. I wish I could have gone back in time and warned him. Is that me? Uh, he's all right. Vader's eye fell out in that match with Stan Hansen. Hmm. Check it out. That That's probably hard to see with the lights. Oh, you've got his eye? Do you have Vader's eye? I have. This is probably my favorite. One of my favorites. Mick Foley. Oh, nice. In Mankind. I was hoping you had a character figure of Vader's eyeball. I have him sitting on top of the ladder here. Was Mankind known for ladder matches? No, but he's hardcore, and he deserves a place of prominence in this uh, in this display that I have. Man, check out Barbarian looking all fucking. This is right after he left WWF, right after the War Warlord and him were a tag team. See, I always thought that he was in WWF throughout. I don't even remember him leaving. So I don't Bro, know how long he was, he was in here. WCW after he left, at, from here on he was in WCW. Faces of fear were the nineties tag team, like a 90, the entire nineties. Like here in a couple years, him and me can get together and run out that right. WCW run pretty much together until Barbarian gets hurt and can't wrestle anymore. Well, but that's what I mean. I, I always I don't know why, but I always thought that his run in WCW started later than that. Well, we're in ninety two, so I think he's been here most of this year. That's what I mean. I thought that he was in WWF until like 94. Oh, yeah. No. So I was way off. So I don't know what I was thinking, but I was clearly wrong. So I want to go by what I was uh, what I was assuming. What's the Warlord doing at this point? Oh, I don't know. He ain't going to the pay window. Er? Pay window. Er? Pay window. <laughs> Who's the ref at this match? 
He looks so out of place. Nick Patrick, bro. No, that's the same guy from earlier. How do you not know Nick Patrick when you see him? What is it with you? I just don't think you know who Nick Patrick is. I think that's what it is. You're just like, who is, is who? you must not have the same person in your mind as Nick Patrick. Fat, fat Asian lady, right? Yeah, that's him. Looks like a fat Asian lady. It's exactly what he looks like. See him? No, I, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, oh man, I don't know. Because you literally already did this with me tonight, earlier in this card. So I yeah, don't know why. Like, Who's that guy? And I'm like, dude. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I, I still don't think you know who Nick Patrick is. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen again in the next match. Like, who's this guy? I'm like, God damn it. Is it bad that I know, like, all these WWE referees' names? Like, I know the other guy. Not well, Pee Wee Anderson, not Nick Patrick, the other guy, Mike Atkins. That's uh, – did Mike Atkins stay on with WWF? Because I feel like that name sounds familiar. No, nah, he's gone with WCW by the end of them. He's, he's – I don't think he's there at the end of WCW run. Uh, I don't know. Look at like Slick Johnson was in by that point, and uh, uh, the bigger guy um, – Dude, take notice of when they zoom in on Warlord's forehead because you can see all of the, just the divots in his forehead from the paint. Just all the times that he probably had bladed or, or cut Oh, himself. yeah, back when, like, working house shows and shit, when he would actually gig, right. when he was, like, a real star before he got, like, when he was, like, the biggest draw on the show before he got signed to WWF and was just an undercard attraction. Well, when he signed the WWF, he probably didn't have to keep blading every night. But No, he probably didn't do it until he was working house shows. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, dude, the paint when they zoom in on it, the paint shows just how how severe those divots are and how many of them there are. Dude, I like the paint though. Yeah. It's wild though. Like him, he's got like Abdul the Butcher esque forehead divots. Very see him. Jack Oven, huh? Dusty Rose's forehead looked like fucking ground yeah. beef. That's true, Dusty too. His always look like disgusting, like that. Yeah, it looked like fucking ground beef, man. Like literally, like just yeah. like fucking meat. So is New Jack. New Jack's got that head. Dusty would have been a cool person to meet. You ever get to meet him? I was a child, so it didn't really. You know, I don't really. You know, it was just like, "How you doing there, little one? Let me find something for you." That's cool, though. At least you got that. Yeah, it was probably around this time period, too. Okay. Did he sign something for you? Yeah, like my ticket or program or whatever I had at the WCW show. It was like That's a cool. nitro or something. Still got it? Uh, I don't know where it went, man. I was looking for it, dude. There's uh, a lot of stuff. A lot of my stuff, I'm still finding piece by piece. Like, I found that Sid Vicious figure the other day that I don't – I don't know why I went with the rest of them, but, like, right. things like that just keep, like, randomly showing up. But I haven't seen that. Oh. I don't even know where it would be, like where to even start to look. Like if, if it's not there by now, I don't know. I feel like my headset just shut it off. Is it still going? Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Okay, You're cool. good. It just clicked on my end. I was like, oh, fuck. I think it just went, batteries went dead or something. Here we go. The roll up. Sun, another sunset uh, flip, huh? Yeah. Are we, are we off a little bit? We might be because I uh, I accidentally tapped the uh, the pause button. I am at two minutes, 23 seconds, and 10. Or two minutes, two hours, 23 minutes, and 12 seconds, 14, 15. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm two seconds behind you now. Okay. But it's too minuscule of a time at this point to try to sync it up, so. That's very, that's very amateur hour of you, sir. I know, I know. Or at the same time, it could just be that – no, because I'm, I'm two seconds behind. Never mind. <laughs> yes, it's amateur hour. It's, it's pretty easy to figure this out. It's simple math. Like, uh, like, uh, it might just be this. No, dude, numbers I, are numbers. I, I, I can't, <laughs> like, I, numbers are well, – like, it might well, be something else. I got two arguments here. One, I can't stress to you enough how tired I am. But also, I've never been good with numbers. It's why I chose a path. It's why I chose the path of law school because I've always avoided math and science as a career path. I like how at first we're like you. You, you realize that oh, I'm off two seconds, and you like tried to figure it out. Like no, it might be something else. Like <laughs> no, we just visually, oh, no. visually figured out that it's off of the time. No, that, off. that's what's that's what's. That wasn't what was confusing me. I was trying to make a joke that I'm just so far ahead of my time, but I was like, wait, no, I'm not ahead. I'm behind. <laughs> yeah, that bathroom break set you out, right? So you keep making it sound like I'm just going to go off and like just smoke like you do. No, nah, dude, I, I was saying that like it got you behind two minutes, two seconds. Uh, dude, this happened a while ago, actually. Oh. Yeah. It had nothing to do with me getting up and leaving. It was like I was actually trying to answer a text and I was trying to, instead of, instead of uh, on my iPhone, instead of like tapping off to bring the other screen up, I accidentally tapped at the bottom of the, the screen that it was. And I was like, oh no. Nope. Oops. But I'm going to hype myself up for, because that happened a long time ago. I think that happened during like the, the tag match, the Austin tag so we, match. We've not, we've not gotten to, we haven't had any buffers or anything to slow us down like we did the other night during this original, this is the second go round of this too, by the way. I don't know if we've mentioned that yet. Yeah. We basically, the we watched those we, first two matches twice. <laughs> well, we didn't get that far in. God, if we had gotten to Rick Rude and that shit happened. No, dude, we, we were like, we were five, four or five minutes in. And by the time we started recording and then had to stop it and start it again. It was like 1 a.m. I was like, I cannot do a three-hour show at 1 a.m. And in retrospect, I'm glad we did it because this – How mad would you have been by this point of that night? Would I would have been asleep. You Actually, I would have been fine. You would have been mad because we would have gotten about an hour and a half through it, and then I would have literally fallen asleep on screen. And you know me well enough to know that that would happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mookie bets us at a double. I'm not Nice. What? Uh, I, sorry, I forgot. But I do like Mookie Betts as a player, though. I'm not going to lie. You can hate on me, though. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not happy about it happening in this situation against your Braves, because I would like to see the Braves get there. But uh, so would Ron Simmons. True. I love Ron Simmons, dude. I was. I, I got to meet him at uh, my first WrestleMania. We met him at Starcast, didn't we? No, I didn't meet him. Oh, you didn't do that? You didn't talk to him when I was talking to him? I don't think so, no. Why not? I'm not sure. <laughs> what were you doing while I was talking to him? When did you – yeah, I don't know. When were you talking to him? The day that we, he did the panel, the day that we were in that uh, main room. I don't know why I wouldn't have been – did you walk up to him and talk him? To yeah, him? he was just hanging out, like, off to the side of there. 
I really don't know. Maybe I guess I got it uh, separated from because I did yeah, get it, separated from because everybody was sitting around doing their like they had their sections where they were doing their panels and stuff or doing their uh, meet and greets and they had right. their booth and shit and he had his spot. Yeah, I don't know, but I did get to go up and, and do a meet and greet because the first WrestleMania I went to in Dallas, we went to the WrestleMania Access. And he was barbarian trying to do here. Oh, Ron's gonna help him. He's gonna roll to him. <laughs> what? There we go. Oh, it's he still was a too far shallow. for him. A little shallow. Oh, sorry. He got the headbutt in. He got it there. If that's how this ends, though, that's a lot nice. All right, Ronald. He's probably, he, probably hates, he probably hates me for, for calling him Ronald. Check out, take, check out Cactus Jack's bangs. I keep waiting for Cactus to get more involved, to be honest. Oh, but anyway, so I met Ron Simmons. He was at a, at a booth with uh, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. So I got to meet both of them together. It was cool. What was the price? Everybody's got a price. I don't even think <laughs> – you know, man, I think we just talk like Christianity. <laughs> no, I was – made a bad joke. I Uh-oh. got Over. the joke. Ron Simmons dude. with the win. No. Uh, that was a two count. Oh, no, that was a three. It looked like a two count. Okay. I'll take it. Sorry, Cactus. I still love you. But you yeah, backed Cactus the wrong horse here, man. You backed the wrong Cactus, horse. Cactus is mad. Cactus is probably just mad to be in WCW at this point. No, he likes uh, money. Well, how long was he in WCW at this point? Another year at least because he main events the next Hell of Havoc. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. So he would be in for a whole another year. Yeah. But now, wasn't he like – wasn't he disgruntled when he was there too? or was Everybody disgruntled? was disgruntled during the Watts. Hey, check it out. No, I know everybody. Oh, what up, Kenny? He's about to show you what up. Unbelievable. Oh. No, I'm not looking. <laughs> I'm refraining from my uh... – right, he's, he's gone. You're good. Trying to think of what I'm going to put on the line. I'm going to send you my uh, my TV guide signed by The Rock. What? No. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't love you that much. Cat buddy. I wonder what they're talking about. They switched sides. I wonder why. Yeah, right. Oh, I guess because they're going to interview. Uh... Eric Watts. Is that who that he's is? A, yeah, he's like, remember when I played quarterback at Louisville? And now I'm trying to wrestle like my daddy. I'm from Oklahoma. I don't How long was Eric Watts wrestling? Uh, he wrestled in TNA, too, by the way, when Impact first opened up. Uh, okay. Yeah, so he wrestled. through After this, after he leaves WCW, he goes and wrestles uh, something like Independence and shit for a while. I love your cat. He's just going to go knock, start knocking shit over here in a second. Watch him. <laughs> I don't even care about what's going on. Oh, it's a champ. But well, I kind of gonna come out here and talk shit. Oh, dude, give your cat some attention. He wants some love. Yeah. yeah, he does. He just wants to hang. Right? That's all he wants. He just wants the head scratches. Oh, he's a cat buddy. He he likes to chill. He chills with me. We hang out pretty often. I want a cat here so bad. I'm not a real cat guy, but I like this guy. I feel like if you own a cat, you're a cat guy. No, because I won't have another cat after this cat. 
Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I got this cat for my fiance when I had a fiance. Uh, and then uh, she wanted a cat, and I was like, oh, damn it, I don't want a fucking cat. I was like, you're going to take care of it? You're going to change the litter box and shit? And she was like, yes, of course, me. Guess what she didn't do? Right. Change the litter box and shit. So he was about to get the boot because I was tired of it. You know what I mean? Like, couldn't stand the smell of a litter box. Couldn't stand uh, the you can't. fucking Dude, litter dogs. boxes. Litter boxes don't smell as long as you stay on top of it once or twice a week. He, well, I don't. That's why I don't like cats because I don't like having to fucking pick up shit and piss constantly. You know what I mean? So that's why I don't do cats. So that was going to be her gimmick, and she was going to do it, but no, it didn't happen like that. So he and I had a discussion one day because I came home, and he was like, "I saw him outside in the yard pissing," and I'm like, "Why are you doing peeing in the yard if I have a fucking litter box for you?" You know, like. I'm just going to take your litter box away and you just go pee in the fucking yard like you're doing right now. Right. So, so we got the, the main event of the evening going on here and coal miners glove. they on just, the, and they showed a, a zoom in on the coal miners glove and it looked like there was some kind of wire wrapped around it. So that's part of it too. So it okay. adds to the gimmick of it just being like a really stiff. You ever, you ever see that episode of the Simpsons when, uh, when Mo trains Homer to be a professional boxer? And he goes up yes. against Redrick Tatum. The this is, we we call it this the, the, the stinger. stinger. The stinger. The stinger. They don't let you use that no more. No. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Back in the day, I went by Kid Gorgeous, then Kid Handsome, then Kid Presentable, then Kid Gruesome. Then Dude, that after a while, Holy shit. Kid Mo. You ever been to Stone Mountain, Georgia? Sorry, I was just going to finish my joke regardless of what you were saying. You ever been to Stone Mountain, Georgia? I have not been to Stone Mountain, Georgia. I have. Are there a lot of stones in them mountains? You don't know what it is? It's it's in Georgia, south of Atlanta. So, like, where it's flat as fuck, right? No mountains. There's this mountain in the middle of nowhere that's just a huge fucking rock. Like, the whole side of it is just one huge rock base. Huh. Like it's just like a big, like it's like a, a a half circle of a fucking rock just sitting, a perfect like round mountain lump of a rock just out in the middle of nowhere. How tall is it? Huge. That isn't very like, descriptive. How tall is it? I can Google it and let you know, but there's a gondola you have to take to the fucking top of it. And they do That's lasers. what I mean. Is it is it like like ten feet huge or is it like uh like hundreds like, of feet? Like hike up like, of it. Okay. Like you can't hike up of it. You have to take a gondola to the top. Right, but but it's get, okay. yeah. And then you get up top and they've got like fenced off where you can't get too far down on it, but you can kind of walk around on the top of the rock. And like on the front, like on the whole front of it, it's like this uh, chiseled in like depiction of a civil war general and shit on the front of the mountain. That's and pretty they cool. do like, they do like laser shows and shit in the summer and fireworks and shit like every Friday and Saturday night. On the oh, really? Yeah. I wonder if they're going to take it down. If it's uh Southern civil war generals, I wonder if, it, I wonder if that, uh, that monument's on the chopping block. You can't take it down. You got to chip it out. That's what I mean. But once you do that, like it's fucking done. You can't do anything else with it. Uh-huh. It's just history. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not taking Uh-oh. sides. I'm just making jokes. Oh, look at look at Jake, dude! I'm excited for the competitors in this. I'm excited to see a Sting match in the early '90s, and I'm excited to see a Jake the Snake match in the early '90s. So this is this is right before Jake like really started having issues. Like he yeah. was having issues already, but he was really about to have some issues. But like, regardless of the gimmick, 
that we ended up with, I'm really excited to just see the match happen. Although, actually, no, you know what? I take that back because I feel like so much of the match itself is diminished by both of them just trying to and failing to race up and grab it from the pole. Jake tells such a good story in the ring, and so does Sting, but like, I feel like Jake is one that generations after study as far as ring psychology. And a match like this, a gimmick like this, like it takes so much of the psychology out of it. It's just racing to the top, racing to a glove, and then using that glove as that's the gimmick. You know what I mean? Do you win as soon as you use it, or do you have to no. use it to win? No, you – I, I don't think either. I think it's just the first person to grab it is then allowed it? to use it. But in okay. matches of this caliber, What's in gonna the past, I've seen one person grab it, use it, and then like drop it, and then the other person picks it up and uses it. So I was going like, to say something like that's going to happen. They're like, somebody's going to go to kid it, and they're going to drop it, right. and the other guy's going to catch it, then use it on them. Like I feel like the ref should only allow the first person to take it so, off of the pole to be the one to be able to use it. That referee, not Nick Patrick. That's that's uh, Mike Atkins. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Wait, you don't know Mike Atkins? Hey, kitty. What's up, little kitty? Hey, buddy. No. Like you have can hear you, me. Have I told you my Jake Roberts story? No, nah, but everybody should go to YouTube so they can see Cass's <laughs> awesome cat right now. We're not going to the World Series. Nah, that's a shame. I'm so goddamn mad right now. I'm going to punch kid. my cat. I'm so mad. If you punch your cat, I swear to God, I will drop this podcast. Dude, don't don't even scare I'm him. I'm not even close to him. It's just the I angle. Like, it just I looks know. like it, dude. I'm literally like. I don't care. You're making him jump. You better pet him. Give him some. Dude, I'm not even close to him. Give him I'm some like, chin scratches. Give that cat some chin scratches right now. Make him feel loved. Good. Anyway, it's my Jake Roberts story. Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> you know how, like, you see beyond the ring, right? Or beyond the mat, right? Uh-huh. You know how, like... Oh, wait a minute. Roberts... Isn't that a disqualification? Oh, no, there's no disqualification here. This is not sanctioned. Yeah. Do you know uh, how the Jake Roberts story goes in that movie, right? Uh, vaguely. It's been a while Where he's like, Jake gets Jake all cracked out, and the promoter's like, Jake wouldn't work for me unless I found us a crack. Oh, uh, right. Fucking same thing when he came here to Waynesville. But there's a lot uh, of, there's a lot of, like, this story has a wild ending. So... You know, my buddy, this promoter, has the same thing says to me, and I'm like, no, no, I mean, Sting's can going I up find the pole. it or will I find it? And, you know, those are two different things, and I was like, I'm not doing it, but let me know what happens. Right. <laughs> so I guess Good he found job, it Cass. Else. Good job, yeah. Oh, that cat is so cute. He's just so, posing at the camera for yeah. a while. So I was like, let me know how that works, but I guess the, the show went on. Mm -hmm. But the main event that night was uh, Jake Roberts and this other – the top heel in the company, my buddy that I, this other guy I knew, his name is Ken, but he wrestles now as uh, Kenji Bria. He's okay. an Asian guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other side of the match was the owner of the company, the promoter, of course, this guy I went to high school with, who okay. was putting himself in the main event. I'm not even going to put him over. Uh, and Ricky Morton. Okay. Right? So it was at the National Guard Armory. And... <laughs> Jake comes out with the bad guys first and Jake's barely fucking able to stand. He's wearing like a t-shirt and sweatpants and like fucked up, like drunk as shit. Like he cuts a promo before oh, the match. Oh, is this one of the ones that went viral? 
Yeah, he cut a promo before yeah. the match. Barely could hear him talking before the match, right? right. During the match, I mean, well, we're going to get to the during the match when that happens. So Jake comes out, cuts his promo. It's bad. Can barely understand what he's saying. And then here comes Ricky Morton to save the day, right? So they, like, are at the National Guard. So they're going to have Ricky Morton make his entrance from outside of the National Guard armory through the, like, doors they've rolled up now in a Humvee, right? And Ricky's going to be in the back of the Humvee with the cannon, the gun that's on at the top, like the the, the gun, the, the whatever caliber right, gun right, cannon right, that's right, on the right. back of the Humvee. So Ricky's got that. He's on the back of that. They wheel into the fucking army, park behind everybody, you know. And Ricky just starts blasting off rounds. And there's, I guess it's blanks in it. So it's like, just firing rounds into the fucking army, right? That's going to be a good idea. That's going to be a good idea. But it's blanks, right? But what's happening is it's shooting hot, steering hot rounds into the crowd, right? They're just flying. I was going to say, blanks aren't nothing. Blanks are still things being shot. (laughs) The shell is yeah scorching hot it's flying into the crowd right and sitting front row with a uh, neck across from us like because i'm sitting like right here with my buddies in the front row and sitting over here in this side of the ring front row is wait i'm gonna do it this way anyway it's like this you know we're on one side they're on the mm-hmm. other and ricky kind of pulled up in the corner between us and is shooting kind of like just spraying it this way just like spraying everybody with these shells right and the special needs kid that I went to high school with, this guy Kyle with a big, thick, like Jake Roberts mustache, is just like chilling, you know, just like right. hanging out in the front row. And I guess his handler, the lady that was taking care of, because he is like super special needs, okay, uh, was sitting next to him. And she gets hit in the fucking forehead with one of these shells and is now just pouring blood. Ooh. So he thinks she's shot because he doesn't realize it's blanks so he's flipping the fuck out thinking that this woman just got shot in the face and he's crying and losing his mind they're not stopping it's like but they're attending to this woman while she's bleeding and i like literally had one go in my shoe and like burned a hole in my foot through my sock i'm like fuck and i couldn't get out of my shoe like we're all just getting peppered with these shells eventually it stops we're like oh cool they 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 stopped it because oh thank god ricky morton stopped shooting at us this woman's bleeding like oh good they stopped shooting no no what happened the gun jams so that's oh, all sorry. that happens so they're intending the woman and so we're he like, unintentionally oh, good, he unintentionally now, stopped firing upon the crowd unintentionally stopped firing now what they do is they're intending to the woman but now we've got people working on the cannon too so once they fix the cannon you'd think that like they were alerted that like hey this woman's bleeding and everybody's freaking out in the front row nope round two peppering people again with fucking shells right just like Eating That's us ridiculous. up, dude. We're all getting burned. Like they're yeah. landing in our laps, like burning our legs, and just like ah. Fuck, Nobody's telling him to stop. Like, are people like trying all to communicate to like, him? Stop, fuck! We're just getting eaten up by shells. So just, is like, it that he your... can't? Is it that he can't hear? Or he can't understand? Yeah, because like... he's he can't hear anyway. You know what I mean? And it's loud. Like, yeah. It's ridiculous. So eventually, the match happens. Like, dude, every... this thing is getting choked up in this. Yeah. Match happens. Of course, Jake's struggling during the match. He gets in there, can barely throw two short arm clotheslines, can't really throw the DDT at all. Like, it's, it's bad. Can't make the cover. The guys has to, like, make him get the cover. Uh, Jake wins, you know what I mean, or whatever. I think, like, he goes over. No, I think Jake loses. But he can't even, like, go to make the cover. I think they do a weird finish or whatever. But then he cuts his promo afterwards, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm retiring. This is my farewell match, you know. But then he wrestles, like, for the rest of the year. He's doing this at, like, every show, just being, like, a disgrace and, like, trying to do his fucking promo at the end. But this is before he got all that help, you know? Yeah. 
but it was real embarrassing. But after the show, I'm talking to Ricky about it, about everything. And he's just like, oh my God, just like apologizing for everything that happened. And then out of nowhere, he's like, do you know Chase? I'm like, what? Who? He's like, my man Chase. Do you know my man Chase? I'm like, Ricky, why would I know your man Chase? Like, I have no, you know what I mean? Like, who are you talking about? You know, right. like, what are you talking about? He's like, come to school tomorrow. I'm like, again, what are you talking about? And he's like, I'll be at the, the show tomorrow at three in, in, there in Waynesville. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I was going to wonder if you're going to be there. And he's like, yeah, we run a school during the day. He's like, I want you to meet my buddy, my, my, my guy Chase, my protege, Chase Owens. That's right. the first time I met Chase Owens is the next day from the Ricky Morton, Jake Roberts fucking gunfire debacle okay. was my introduction to Chase. And now Chase and I got to be good friends after that. So that's the ending of the story, but it starts out wildly. And, yeah. But yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like you made it up to you now that you're Bullet Club affiliated. Yeah, well, we're good now, but I, I guess Jake you're, Roberts. Actually, you're technically honorary Bullet Club. I'm Bullet Club affiliated because of you, because of Ricky Morton, because of Chase Owens. Yeah, it's all cyclical, man. It all ties in. So you're, the Kevin, was, you're the Kevin Bacon of professional wrestling. You yeah, understand that? Yeah, yeah. It's like not seven degrees of how the fuck do you know Cassidy? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, dude, oh, they're still going for this he match. He just did the Chris Jericho not twisting elbow, but it was a half Judas. Oh, look at Sting. What the fuck was that? Oh, whoa. Dude, I thought for a split second he was going to He's going to miss, right? Off, just go just wild and just, just land in the front row. Yup. Oh, Cactus! <laughs> it's Cactus! He's got the snake. No, he's got the yeah. He's got the thumbtacks, I think. Nah, dude. Jake oh, just slipped it. Yeah, Jake just slipped on the glove. Oh, it's a cobra, too, isn't it? He had oh, to put wow. the glove on because that's a cobra. Yeah. Look at that shit. That's the one that was on Randy, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Oh, look at this. Oh, it's on Jake's neck, but he's putting it on his own neck trying to. It's not really on his neck. He's he's supposed to bite his neck, but it won't, so Jake's putting it on his neck. It was an attempted Randy Savage spot with Jake having it backfire on him because I bet Sting was like, fuck that, I'm not having that snake bite me. But Sting got the coal miner's glove. It might be on him now. Oh. Or is he just holding it there still, you think? I can't tell. You think it's really on him? I don't know, man. If not... Yeah, oh. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's chewing on his Oh, shit! Now. Oh my oh, God! Yeah. Oh yeah, there we go. Oh. He had to force it. He had to force it on there. And he's holding it pretty rough, but PETA would not like Halloween Havoc 1992, huh? Oh my God. That snake does not look like it's in good spot right now. Yeah, it's upside snake. down. He's it's upside down on the ground in his hand. J- he's Jake's probably like pinching down on it so hard right, right. now. Yeah, because it definitely is not on his face. I can't stand snakes, and I feel bad for the snake. Yeah, I don't like snakes at all, and I can't believe I was watching that fucking ceremony on accident. Oh my god! What a what an ending! <laughs> So back to Sting, the winner of the match. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he won. Did he win by bite, pin up, roll up, or did he even need the gold miner's glove to win the match? I think is what happened. He didn't. I know, right? He grabbed the glove and it was like simultaneously he hit him with the glove as Jake was Jake gonna... put the snake onto his neck. And... I, I don't. I've, even Jr. is confused. <laughs> Whoa. They're cutting back to Tony and Bruno. 
So like, <laughs> that was an interesting finish. Huh? Yeah, what a. The wheels fell off that match at the end, huh? I knew it wasn't good. I remembered it being bad. I didn't remember it being that though. They got three minutes left. Kind of weird that this is how it ends. Is them talking about it? That's how all WWE pay per views ended with them talking about it. Oh, okay. Back in the nineties, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. They would always cut to the end and have them like talk about what they've seen for the night and push the next pay per view. They're going to be like, "You will see it. The next time you'll see us will be Starcade, folks. It'll be coming from the whatever." It's the Omni next one. It'll be the Omni in Atlanta for '92, I think. Well, guys, we're we're sorry. Sorry. No, that's all right. My bravest. Oh, man. I'm sorry about you. I wasn't apologizing. Yeah, you should apologize. I wasn't apologizing to you. I was apologizing on behalf of you and I. I thought you were apologizing for my braves. No, I was apologizing to the fans for this being what we ended up going with. I really wanted to see Nikita and Vader, which we got to see. I liked it. I that was disappointing, though. That was a little stiff. I was a little confused by that match. I don't know what happened to that one a bunch, but... Uh man, you know how much better of a mood I would have been at the end if the Braves had won that instead of coughing it up and choking? We were up three games to one, man. We lost four to three yeah, in the series. I don't have to tell you, man. Oh, uh, it's it's called being an Atlanta fan. That's what happens to us. I was going to say, like, I don't know if it's <laughs> – I don't know if it's uh, – they, they got – osmosis like choking by osmosis through the foul i'm not seasoned to it yet like you think by now that like i'd be used to the braves losing in game sevens but oh. so what did you think of this card i feel the same way about it as i did 1993 i think or 92 i think where i was just like ah, that was a card you know I'm. I was real disappointed with that Rick Rude Masahiro Chono match. match. I agree. I was. I, agree. I, I don't remember that match, and I was expecting it to be like a good fucking match. Same, dude. There was out of the 22 minutes, there was 18 minutes of fucking headlocks. It felt like. Yeah, I. I. I couldn't agree more. I was. I, and those I, two should go. Like, what the fuck, right? Yeah. I liked seeing. Uh, I like seeing a young Stone Cold doing some more aerial moves than we're used to uh, seeing. In when was the last time you saw credits in a pay-per-view like this, though? I know, right? That good. Look at the look at the graphics in the background, the creepy purple fucking lightning and the clouds. That's how you know it's... Taker-esque. Uh, that's how you know it's scary, man. Uh, well, we than... up, the next one they're going to be doing is Atlanta for Starcade 92, the Battle Bowl. You want to do that one? I'm all about it. But if you like, it's going to be a lot of this because yeah. Now the next one that we're doing is going to be one of four Halloween Havocs that are that are up on the poll right now, and and you can check it out on Twitter. Uh, again, you can follow us at Body Slam underscore Pod. Uh, check us out also at Body Slam Net, and you can follow you can follow along and and vote for the next week's Halloween Havoc that we do our next watch along for the four available options are 1998, 2000, 1989 and 1990. So you have the first two years of Halloween havoc available. And you also have two of the last three years available. Kind of, kind of doing the beginning and the end for, for week three of four. Um, Also, we, we love to get viewer feedback. So if you have any, any, any uh, that you haven't heard as being an option yet, or any that maybe came up short in previous polls and you want to see back on the, on the block for week four, let us know in the comments. 
Yeah, or any other suggestions you might like us to do. Like our man Nick did, when, like the other night when we did that one superstars that we're going to have dropping soon. So, so yeah, anything else, man, just find us, talk to us. We love talking to you guys, you know. But thanks for listening, guys. This has been another great watch along with myself, Dom Malin, and the owner slash jefe of Body Slam Net, Mr. Cassidy T- Haynes. TBS 605 sure we didn't talk about. Uh, look at that. Uh, you want to take it out with our award? You want to, to queue up the band? You want to queue the band? Hang on. I'm ready. Slap it at base, baby. Podcast! 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 With Cass and Dom! The Push.